gonna be me. Wow. It's gonna be live from, from the, the studio. studio. I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. Coming at you with some retro. Uh, this is retro on six different levels. Mm-hmm. Level number one. That song is old. It's considered retro. Mm-hmm. Level number it's two. A throwback. It's been May for a couple weeks now. <laughs> a couple weeks now. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a throwback to when this song would have been relevant. Mm-hmm. Like May 1st or 2nd. May 1st. Or actually, this song is called It's Gonna Be May. Yeah, it would have be, been yeah in April. It's a good we song for April. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like eventually, really any other time before this would have been ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also retro because we're not using headphones, dude. Yeah, I don't even know. It's crazy. This is it's a weird experience. It's kind of yeah. It's a little different. It's I old like school. it. I like mixing it up though. Back to the roots, you know. Exactly. I forgot how to do it. Kind of, you know. The headphones kind of put you in a matrix, and mm-hmm. now I just feel like. We're just talking, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that's that's, that's all what the podcast ones. is, baby. We're, we're throwing it back to when we just talked. <laughs> we just talked, dude. Before we before we got taken over by all the fame, mm-hmm. and um, headphones. Also, the fourth level of retroness. That was the third level for anybody not keeping account. We're coming at you with the classic official drink of the podcast. Monstery. Monsterade. This podcast is brought to you by Monsterade. Is it in you? <laughs> one half Monster Zero Ultra. One half Gatorade Zero. All that great Monsterade tastes. <laughs> <laughs> All the energy with no dehydration. None of those pesky Monsterade calories. Mm-hmm. Gotta have it. Uh, I was saying to you before we started this extravagant show that uh, this is the first time I was outside all day. Yeah. And I didn't realize how nice it is. No, yeah, it was a super nice day today. On nice days like this, though, like you prep for the weather and then you like go into like a building. I was in two different buildings today where mm-hmm. I was freezing my ass off. Yeah, they overdo it. Especially- they overdo it at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Especially in D.C. I don't know why. It just strikes me as... Well, and everyone's always in, like, suits and ties and, like, wool fucking coats and shit in D.C. So they'll have it cranked down to, like, 65. And I'm like, bro, I wore a short sleeve today. They have it cranked for layers, you know? They assume that anybody in this building has more than one article of clothing covering any particular... and that's bullshit. It's bullshit, dude. What if you're in the video I had two, and I was cold. Yeah. Well, maybe now at least you have like an excuse to kind of, you know, I, I've been envious of that lately. I got my suit dry cleaned for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was like a neat experience because I realized in that moment that people do this all the time. Oh, like yeah. this is, I can't believe this is the first time I've done this. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk in, you see a guy, they're like regulars. Yeah. Like you just come in like, dude, I don't even do my laundry. My own laundry as often as this guy gets his fucking suits dry cleaned. Dude, it's you crazy. Know? Yeah. I mean, I was supposed to be getting my suits dry cleaned when I worked at the movie theater, but I didn't. <laughs> I'll just buy new suits. <laughs> I thought maybe you just From threw the them goodwill. In. What happens if you throw a suit in the wash? Does anything really happen? Or is this a scam? I don't think so. By big Because also, dry what cleaning? does a dry clean mean? What is it? How, is it? how are they cleaning it if it's only dry? If you, if you look in the back of a dry cleaners, they have 
They have washing machines. <laughs> <laughs> they have like some medieval fucking contraptions. They have like an Iron Maiden. Like Do a they fucking have big... those like wicker sticks that you beat carpets with to get the dust out? I Is guess. that a dry cleaning? Could I dry clean Are my own shit? smacking our suits in the back of the <laughs> laundromat? Like what's going on? It's very confusing, but I, I like kind of made friends. When I first walked in, the guy was like... Uh, he was like really standoffish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might want to sit down. For, you're already sitting down. I'm sitting down. Okay, good. Because I don't want to knock you off your feet with this. But he was Chinese. Okay. And I uh, walked in, and uh, but he was like, he was like totally like he talked like us, you know. And so I was like, all right. And he Damn, was like, that's crazy. I, I couldn't believe a guy it. in America talked like us. Couldn't <laughs> believe it. Well, tell that to the fucking Towson best guys, you know. Oh, true. <laughs> um, and so he was like really like matter of fact. He was like, all right, name. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, all right, she's dry cleaning. Not a very social business, huh? And he's like, all right, Friday, 5 p.m. And just, that was it. That was it. I mean, that's kind of all you need out of well, that was. interaction. He kind of hit me like, my first experience with dry cleaning was like the first time I went to get a cheesesteak cheese from uh, Pat's in Philly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, wit, wit out. I was like, just clean it. Yeah. But don't, for the love of God, clean or dirty. Don't get wet. <laughs> All right, wet or wet out. Make it dry. <laughs> dry, clean it, please. And so uh, he hit me with that. And I come back. This guy is the coolest guy ever. He's like, so what's the suit for? I'm like, Ooh. I'm like, wedding, you know. He's like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. I was like, yeah, you know, uh, go to the church. He's like, wait, you Greek, you Greek Demetrius, blah blah blah. You get nailing the- He's like, yeah, I got a couple friends that go to that church. My other friend goes to St. Nick's. What do you do for a living? I was like, a musician. He's like, yeah, I know this guy, that guy, blah blah blah. He knew all these musicians. I was like, why are all these other musicians? Man, why are they coming to this dry clean? I know. Why why am I the only musician that apparently isn't just getting shit dry cleaned all yeah, the time? Yeah, what the fuck? Are they dry cleaning their fucking like vans? Like what do you what do you dry clean when you're yeah. a musician? Do they just take like a fresh pack of those like white teas with the V-necks <laughs> straight to him and be like, hey, make this look uh, worn in a little bit. I don't want to come off as a creased little suit. Yeah. So I I leave and I'm like, I gotta I gotta come up with more things to dry clean, you know? <laughs> you gotta learn more about this Asian guy. Well I I, I do. I, I forgot his name already. It was something it was something. He did have a name. I just don't recall what it was. Mm-hmm. You know? What what uh dry cleaner did you go to? Uh Ruxton Cleaners. Which mm. uh is not at all in Ruxton. It's literally next door to where Bubba's used to be. Oh like, across okay. the street from McDonald's. Not Why even close it? to Ruxton. Why are all these people going there? I, I think I think with dry cleaners, it's like you really kind of have to you really kind of have to mess up. Like a dry cleaning is like a high level of responsibility, mm-hmm. but also kind of hard to fuck up. I think yeah, because I'd assume honestly, if he would have unless sent- like they put the wrong like valet tag on your clothes mm-hmm. and then you go to pick up your clothes and it's like someone else's clothes. Yeah, that's like the big that's thing. Worst case scenario, or they like you know they like ruin it too much chemicals or something like that or something yeah. like that. But like honestly. If he would have, all I really wanted was for my my stuff not to have wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Like if if I if he would have given back my clothes and they simply he just ironed them, mm-hmm. I'd have been fine with that. It's not like, like I'm smelling. Do right? I I guess I don't know. So it's like 
you know, you take three days and you just fucking you steam my clothes and yeah, then I get them back. Steam your like, clothes and then just hang them up in plastic. So how do you fuck that up? I really think with with dry cleaners, it's just a matter of like this is my location and now everybody that lives in this location comes to me and also everybody in Ruxton who gets tricked yeah. into thinking that I'm the Ruxton dry cleaner. And then also like every musician every in the music- area. Probably <laughs> <laughs> figure only musicians would be dumb enough to fall for that marketing tactic. And he was correct. <laughs> He was correct. That was monumental, but it was just, it made me wish for more excuses to have to wear nice clothes, you know? Mm. So, like, you know, like for instance, like I play at Perennial on Tuesdays and like they're all dressed up in like vests and stuff. And one day I came in there and even what I perceived to be underdressed, which mm-hmm. if I think I'm underdressed, I'm underdressed. Oh, yeah. And then one of the bar managers was like, ah, oh, you're good. You're the musician. And part of me was like, all right, cool. But the other part of me was like, but I kind of think it would be dope if I had to be dressed up. Mm-hmm. Like, I was kind of hoping for you to be like, dude, when people come in and see the dude, music. Dude, we got in, a suit and tie in the back. <laughs> throw it on. Like, I kind of wanted him to think that music was important enough to have to be dressed adequately. <laughs> like, I wanted him to be like, dude, if there's one thing we cannot. Yeah, you really disappointed me today. <laughs> you know how much of our business leans on you being appropriately <laughs> dressed? Like, I wanted something to that. It's like, it's good because on one hand, you're not in trouble. But on the other hand, it's like, they're basically like, dude, you're not in trouble because nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's people, crazy. People expect that the guy playing guitar in the corner of the bar is a loser. So as long as you don't show up as an overt loser, like yeah. beyond the regular what they'd expect, like basically it's just like, look, everybody that comes here, like, including listen, the you people, showed up. You showed up. That's all we really wanted. (laughs) You are wearing a shirt. You showed up. You got a shirt on and playing music. This is better than most of the musicians we hire. (laughs) Really puts things in perspective for you, you know. But uh, yeah, so I think maybe next time you do a shoot in D.C., maybe maybe just wear a suit, you know. Fuck no. Don't you think people would take you more seriously, you know? I have to like lug around hundreds of pounds of equipment. I'm not doing that in a suit. <laughs> I'm gonna rip my pants in the first thirty minutes of the day. Would be sick though. No. It would be sick. I've definitely done video shoots in a suit before. And they're for like, you know, galas and stuff. But that was definitely like back in a day when I was using like a DSLR camera and not like a film camera dl dslr cameras second time i've heard that phrase today what mm. does that mean what is it uh digital single lens whatever are those dslr cameras yes yeah, it's, it's a dslr it's got a single lens yeah okay I don't know what the R is. Yeah. Recorder? I don't think maybe? you're supposed to say it. I don't <laughs> let's know if not, yeah, let's not even try to. <laughs> yeah. Just DSL. <laughs> Dick sucking lips camera. We got rid of the R. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, it is, you know, when you when you go to formal events and stuff like that, you know, people that have like different jobs than us, they, they're wearing like multiple suits a week, you know, and that's pretty dope to kind of be able to like, you know, they, they say this is a little game for you. Free game. Been handing a lot of free game on this podcast. Uh, for anybody who has a TikTok account, you already know this, but I just attempted to revamp our TikTok today. So I'm back. On, I'm back on the juice. Okay. Um, but if you can get three different color pair of pants, three different 
pair of dress shirt and three different colors of sports jacket, you have 27 suits, baby. Mm-hmm. You have 27 different combinations of suits. And I feel like everybody should be try to strive to be at least there. Because to be honest, most of us are never going to get to the level of formality where we're ever going to need to wear a tux, which is the ultimate informalness, dude. Yeah. So formal that all the regular shit that you're accustomed to no longer even applies. Vest? No. Cumberbund. Mm-hmm. Cumberbund? Benedict Cumberbund? Gen- fucking, From oh. Sherlock Holmes? Oh, regular dress shirt? No, dog. We want ruffles. Mm-hmm. We want frills and flams. Oh, sleeves? Sleeves that button up? No. Sleeves that button up inverted with cufflinks. Mm-hmm. You know, regular, regular tie? tie? No. Absolutely not. Bow tie. Bow tie. <laughs> These are, it's just a, basically a tuxedo is just a short list of everything you don't own. All in one ensemble. Yeah. A tux is the the guy your girl tells you not to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> you, the regular suit, Joseph A. Bang fucking special. The guy she says not to worry about. <laughs> The rental tux from <laughs> the Joseph rental A. Rental tux, dude. <laughs> but here's the problem, though. Here's the problem. The truth about tuxes. The truth about tuxes. You could either be the literal president of the United States, or you could be just like a regular catering waiter. Yeah. Why? Why is it? It shouldn't. Like, why do we have catering waiters wear tuxedos? You know. Mm. I feel like they should. I feel like they should have to run the same level of exposure to ridicule as musicians do. They should be wearing like something less formal. Well, I feel like for waiters and shit, everyone wears like service black to like fancy events. Like even us, like our attire is basically just like a black polo or a black button up, black pants, black shoes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's what was always so weird about when you worked at Cheesecake. You guys had service white. Yep. I was like... That was just freaky. Yeah. They've completely altered that now. They're all they're it's all black now. Mm. And uh I've had several discussions on just the demise of standards in this in this uh country. And there's no better example of that than the fact that Cheesecake Factory went from being the place it was like I mean it made sense because you showed up in dirty white clothes all the time. Yeah, but that so was... I can only imagine almost everyone showed up in dirty white clothes, and that doesn't look good. Not for as a bad restaurant. as me, but that was... So that was kind of the whole point. The whole point of the all-white was for them to be like, look... Look how clean we are. Exactly. We're not yeah. giving ourselves anything to hide behind. Like, if your server isn't, like, on top of his, like, uniform and keeping it clean and keeping it fresh, then, like, you'll be able to tell. So, like, that was, like, the whole thing that they were trying to, like, put out there and be like, this is our standard. And then they just, and then immediately after firing me for not meeting that standard, mm-hmm. they completely change the standard. Yeah. And then they, they also move around their managers like priests in the Catholic Church oh, whenever they assault a number, oh, more than a handful of waitresses. A laundry list, yeah. a dry cleaner's list of hostesses and waitresses. Yeah. And that just seems to be a par for the course. You know, I actually, I was talking to Dan about uh that a lot the other night the day we were all hanging out with scott's girlfriend who Mm. i learned later on in the day is not the main asian chick from severance 
No, yeah, I think she is like the governor's wife or something. That's what it was, which yeah. is still a big part. But I kept on trying to, for the first, like, I had to wait till she went to the bathroom mm-hmm. to, like, go to Scott and be like, dude, I didn't know that your girlfriend was the main chick from Severance. And then he was like, she's not. she's not. I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, oh that makes even more sense. And then I tried to like <laughs> argue with him. Oh like I was God. like, but I fucking Googled it, dude. I typed in her name and then I typed in Severance. <laughs> and this is the first picture I got. And he's like, yeah, but I don't know. I was yeah. like, are you sure you know who you're dating, dude? <laughs> are, you're, are you sure you're, you know? Because I just Googled this and I don't know. But uh, I mean, regardless, it was, uh, it, was, it was a good day either way. You know, nice. I didn't feel starstruck at all even oh, when i thought nice. she was the main chick yeah yeah because <laughs> obviously i'm not gonna be starstruck by a secondary character you yeah. know and that's not me casting shade i'm not even any level of character in anything yeah i'm barely the main character in my own life <laughs> and she's a secondary character on a mainstream apple tv show that's a pretty big deal it's pretty big not big enough big to have me fucking show. shaking in my boots so mm-hmm. no way you know we're doing bombs getting her tequila shots Fun time. Alex nice. wanted to go to rec room on a Sunday afternoon. Patty, Oof. I was like, Patty's me dead, dude. I'm like, this girl is from LA. Uh-huh. I don't need to take her to a place that is like we go to simply so we can be the only people there. Yeah. Like, let's at least have her leave Baltimore with some semblance that people do exist here. Mm-hmm. There are things that happen. Not as much as in LA. But there are things that happen. Yeah. She's actually from LA. Um, like born and raised, which is always a interesting thing. It's kind of like I I would say that's the most maybe the most interesting. <laughs> no, not the most interesting thing. It's of all places just to be from in America, I think that's the most unique. Mm. Because it's the second biggest city in America, but it is the biggest city that really most people aren't actually from. Yeah. Like, New York is the biggest city, but when somebody's like, I'm from fucking New York, bro. I'm yeah. fucking Queens, the like, Bronx. Oh, or Jersey. Jersey claims New York. Jersey, all the guys. It's like... Like, everyone in upstate New York. Yeah. It's like, we get it, dude. You're... Okay, it. you're... New York's had, a big state. You know, but like... But people are from there, yeah. you know? L.A., it's like, when you meet a person, like, wait, you went to, like, elementary school in L.A.? Yeah, why? L.A. elementary <laughs> school? You went to L.A. elementary school? That's insane. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's intriguing, to say the least. Speaking of interesting. Yeah, sorry I couldn't make it out that, what was that, Sunday? Yeah, I yeah. Was, I'm, I batch made... Me and Elizabeth were prepping our fridge. I made you guys are preppers now. I made seventy ch- chicken nuggets. Wow! <laughs> and um, we made like thirty or forty mini empanadas. Wow! Just because we like to make stuff, put it in the freezer, and then be like, we got snacks. For you guys got you want it. You dude. guys got hors d'oeuvres out the wazoo. I know. Dude. All you need now is a guy in a fucking tux to just now walk around. All we need is friends to come over. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly but surely, you're just stacking up the tapas. <laughs> like, oh, we just made bacon wrapped scallops the other day. Like, ooh, okay. You guys are really <laughs> amping it up. Yeah. Up in the ante. 
did a little pickle juice marinade for the chicken or a brine, I guess. It was pretty good. That's sick, dude. That's sick. I I made the joke. I had to Hmm. when I texted you and you hadn't texted me back yet. And then Dan was like, is Eric texting back? I'm like, no, he's probably fucking watering his peppers or something. I mean, I probably was. <laughs> I was doing an impression of you watering peppers with like one of those like classic like watering big things with watering the like big can. Right yeah. <laughs> Dude, I had to cancel on going to Alex's podcast on Monday because my peppers got infected with aphids. Uh oh. And a worm. And one worm. And one worm. <laughs> Elizabeth found one worm and or a caterpillar on my peppers. Ooh. And it was munching on a leaf. She took it off. But then there were aphids all over them. So I did. I had to brew up a fucking potion to spray all over them. I think they're fine now, though. No matter what. You know, I don't mind. Like, I would eat a pepper if I found a caterpillar on it, you know? It wouldn't yeah. bother me too much. Well, and they're not even peppers yet. It was just the leaves. Yeah, but like I wanted, I want to nip it in the bud. I don't want them to fucking. Very good use of that expression. Exactly. It was like <laughs> the you know textbook use. That of is when you're supposed nipping to say it that. in the bud. That's gardening. one of the few times you say it, and it's not even an expression. It's yeah. just a literal plan of action. Yeah, it's not a metaphor. It's no. I was literally. <laughs> I was gardening. <laughs> I was actively nipping things in the bud. Wow, this guy's really on top of it. You know. <laughs> Just have a garden. Yeah, you just got a green thumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Um, speaking of, oh well, that's what we were. Well, we wound up, you know, as you know, Scott, Miss Moon was there, mm-hmm. his girlfriend, and uh, they dipped. I was gonna say left, and then I should have stayed with left because I feel like it's a weird thing to say, like. And his mom, mom dipped. dipped. <laughs> yeah. It's like dip is a very generational. Yeah. Like you have to be under a certain age to just dip. Yeah. Otherwise you left, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like my peeve that I have with people that like whenever they go to sleep, they're like, yeah, I just passed out. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you didn't pass out, no, bro. You dipped. <laughs> you, dipped. <laughs> you dipped on consciousness. <laughs> or if you're older, you just left being awake. Yeah. Well, if you're older, they call it an Irish exit. An Irish exit. Dipped is the you know that's the when you non non race specific yeah, or yeah, non identify yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah, we don't is. need to bring ethnicity. Into yeah, we don't need to bring nationalities. The fact that you fell asleep, leaving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you fell asleep and you didn't even announce it first. I'm going to sleep. I mean, I guess that's a normal thing to do. If you're at like a sleepover, yeah, you know, or if you're like my grandmother, mm-hmm. she likes to post on. Yeah, if you media. if you go to bed before nine p.m., it's totally normal for you to announce it to everyone. You should, yeah, yeah. you should, yeah. <laughs> kind of like how I view it as totally uh, necessary to announce it if I wake up before nine a.m. <laughs> That's just a matter of pride. Yeah. I just have to let people know. You have to wake everyone else up in the house. I don't really as proof. Yeah, yeah. I don't really announce it as much as I just find an excuse to text people at that hour <laughs> yeah. just so they know. So I was the timestamp is on their phone. Yeah, yeah. Damn, Jimmy's making a change. And this is how you know you're a complete piece of shit. Is it any time I text anyone before 9 a.m.? That's the first thing they say. Is, wow, you're up? How many other people 
when you just text somebody at like 9 a.m. and people are like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> this entire world is just operating on the premise that I am asleep at yeah. 9 a.m. And for the most part, you are right. Yeah. The other expression, you have to wake up pretty early, not really at all, in the morning. I thought you were going to go with a, a broken clock is right twice a day or oh, something. That is, that's one of my favorite sayings. Jimmy Skaleski is up before nine twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, for instance, uh, I've just been ashing this cigarette that is unlit for the past five minutes. Yeah, just out. And it's, eventually... It's keeping it, you from smoking it. And it's, it's, not even, <laughs> it's not even out like it used to be going. I just no, I never just, lit. I never lit it. <laughs> but... Now that it is lit, if I continue to do the same thing and ash it every 15 seconds for no reason, now I'm right. It'll go out again. <laughs> It'll go out again. And then I'll be wrong again. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things we're talking about, just like that corporate culture and uh, with Dan. I was talking about it with Dan and uh, just how you know so many of those managers like, yeah, dude, I left. That company just wasn't the same company I fell in love with. I was like... Bro, you fell in love with a you company? You fell in love with Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> hmm. That's the weirdest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But uh, just talking, just thinking about, all right, dude. Bro. Are you serious with this? Having a fucking honk off out there? What is going I'm on? I'm to record a fucking podcast over here. All right. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we probably wouldn't have been able to hear that as loud if we were wearing headphones. Oh, it's yeah. probably going on constantly every time we record <laughs> podcast. Just forgot what the world is. Dude, I don't know. I think people are trying to echolocate the studio with honks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Triangulate the recording from <laughs> yeah. their honk. Um, what the fuck was I saying? You're talking about a oh, guy yeah, who just... got fucking his dick hard off of the cheesecake factory yeah i mean dude here's the thing here's the thing like you can it's it's really like it's a good gig to work there like Mm -hmm. even when i was working there the general managers were making like six figures Mm -hmm. they had a free company provided bmw like they were they were rolling in it you know especially considering that that's not exactly a job that requires any type of college degree or anything Mm -hmm. like that like there's a there's moves to be made if you're willing to just be that guy. Yeah. And if and you are that guy. There's nothing wrong with being that guy. There's nothing wrong with being that guy to a point. Yeah, as long as you're not using all of that to leverage having sex with your employees. Because mm. <laughs> that's the, the slippery slope that usually people fall down. Well, here's the issue with being that guy. Um, if you actually are really into the company and really vibe with like what they're about and everything, and you just like kind of jump on and want to become a part of it and you agree with all the things and you're like, yep, this policy makes sense. This thing is awesome. This new move we're making is dope. Love it. Especially if you get to work yourself up to a a level where you can actually be a part of that decision making process. Mm -hmm. That's cool. But... A lot of those guys are just guys who basically could be doing that for any company. Mm-hmm. And so, so much of the their ability to just be that like phony corporate guy that 
manager guy is just their ability to completely push down any semblance of their own identity and just be this like phony thing. And when you are doing that, if you're that version of that guy, then it's no wonder why all the other things that we find out about those guys ring true. Yeah. Because you're living, you're li- your entire life is kind of a lie. Like you wake up and from whatever your work week is till the end of it, you just become this. That's why I like severance so much. Mm-hmm. It's a good metaphor. You become this other person and then it's like, well, how can you expect a person who is just this other person for half their life to not also kind of be a piece of shit a little bit? Mm-hmm. Because if you can lie to yourself, then lying to other people is a fucking piece of cake. Yeah. You know? You probably don't even think you're lying to other people. You don't even know what lying is. Mm-hmm. You just do what you're fucking told. So you don't know what truth is. You don't even know what truth is. You can't handle the truth. But that is the truth. That's the so truth. that's not a knock at all corporate people, but it's an observation in that so much. And, and like the, the reality is, if you're a low, lower, lower level guy who just like wants to work his job, you're content with the amount of money you're making, and you're just like, you know what, dude? I'm not willing to put myself and become this like fucking bullshit dude in order to get a promotion and then have all these other responsibilities and have to be this like phony whatever. So I'm just content with my own self just coming here and basically working a shift like I would show up to school mm-hmm. and just be like, all right, I'm just getting it over with. That's a better guy. That's a better guy, you know? Just putting the time in. But it still has got to suck. Yeah, it's probably still soul-sucking. It is. But yeah, you know, the same guys who fired me are, you know, getting caught stealing, you know. The the term sexual assault is used loosely. There's definitely a lot of those guys who uh, definitely made inappropriate advances. There's also just a lot of them who were just having consensual sexual relationships that are inappropriate to have. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like a weird power dynamic. They're a probably late 20s, early 30s guy preying on the new crop of college freshmen who just need a job to buy weed or whatever. Yeah. Which, if you can do that without having to flex it, that's, I'm not going to knock you for that. But, uh, yeah, I, the, the, I've always kind of drawn the line at the power dynamic thing. I kind of put it right there. It's like, you know, ultimately you can kind of make that argument for anything. You know, you could kind of make the argument that like, well, you know, if you have a lot of money and you're rich and powerful and people actually not, you could kind of make that argument. We, people do make that argument mm-hmm. that if you're rich and famous, it's a power dynamic and it's like, okay, but how far are we going to take this? By that standard, being good looking is a power dynamic. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh no, you're taking advantage of the fact that you have a lot of money and that's attractive. You're taking advantage of the fact that you have a lot of power. That's attractive. You're taking advantage of the fact that you have a fucking six pack and you're hot. I mean, that's not usually what people talk about when they're saying if power dynamics. If you're using it as a means to like, like if the if the insinuation is that uh, think about think you're going to advance the, in this the, company, the sunny episode where they buy the boat. 
so that when they take the girls out onto the water, it's in the open sea. There's no laws. There's no rules. And the implication is... Mm. The implication is <laughs> the, the power implica- dynamic. That is, that is yes. That, for anybody familiar with that episode, that is certainly an implication. Um, at the same time... The power dynamic isn't them having a boat. It's th- them, uh, you know, in the open water. Yeah. Well, well, here's the other thing there. Here's the flip side of that equation, though. Mm. Just put it out there. Um, uh, you know, look, I think that we're familiar with this because we're dudes. Mm-hmm. And so we understand that people don't, aren't just like hitting us up to go on their boat all the time. Unless oh, they're yeah. like a very close friend of ours. Mm-hmm. People aren't hitting us up to fly us out to cool, fun cities mm-hmm. and do shit. Um People aren't just walking up to us at bars and buying us drinks. All these things have implications. Now, these implications are not requirements. They're not binding. Mm -hmm. But I think it's suffice to say that to be the person who some random guy DMs you who's rich and has a yacht and goes, hey, come on my boat, to act like you're not aware of the implications of like, oh, this guy probably is going to try to fuck me. That's why he's inviting me. I don't think he saw my Instagram stories and was like, I feel like this is a a chick that I could just really get along with and I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to put myself out there and just see maybe if like we could just sit down and maybe like have a great conversation about inflation. It's not what this is about. With the 30 other women I'm inviting. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So so there's the other side of that where, uh, you know, they're aware of the implication and uh you know so it's tough it's tough when it comes to that but as far as like the managers and shit like that just being skeevy fucking dudes uh i always looked at it it's like yeah i'm not perfect either but yeah but how many how many times do you think uh i don't know it could have been a situation where like oh jimmy was getting called into the office because his uniform was fucked up and he got a strike point you know, Claire got called out in the office. Claire. And you know what? Maybe I'll let the infraction slide this time. Hmm. I tell you what, if I found out my girlfriend was on the receiving end of that deal and took it, it's game over for me. The implications. <laughs> because at the end of the day, if he took me in the office mm-hmm. and said, look, man, the bottom of your pants are looking pretty dirty Mm -hmm. and uh i think maybe the only way that you can continue working at this company is if uh your knees get a little dirty too yeah that's an implication there's an implication now what does does he mean (laughs) scrubbing the bathroom floor what are you implicating what are you implicating (laughs) sir what do you mean get on my hands and knees and And pray pray (laughs) pray for your generosity (laughs) pray for mercy no there is an implication now at that juncture, I got to pay my rent just as much as that girl who has to pay her rent too. Mm-hmm. Am I doing that? I don't know. Am is I he going to let you ride in his BMW? <laughs> <laughs> my point is, is that like there's a certain line that you had to go like, all right, like okay, even if that was the offer made, um, you still have the ability to say no, fuck you, 
A, I'm quitting this job, and B, I'm reporting you because that's entirely inappropriate because that's what I would do as a man. Yeah, but also... And so if a girl goes, fine, I'll do it. And then also, well, here's the thing. Here's the problem with, uh, you know, this in the world. Uh, The girl would say, ooh, no, that's gross. And the guy would say, ha-ha, I'm just kidding. Mm. Which is an autumn. And you know it's not a kidding. (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah i feel like if the manager said it to me it was like i'm just fucking with you i'd be like okay that was funny sure. i guess you got me a little bit but if a girl denied it then i don't know dude i i don't know i i'm sure women would be able to speak to this a lot more than me i've just never been offered that uh never once never once in my life and i like to believe that even if it was like like a yeah i guess what i'm saying is like there's just an assumption that, like, I guess the assumption that is made is like, well, yeah, it's not the same if he offers it to you as if he offers it to a girl that works at your same exact position at the same company. It's the same guy making the offer. And it's just assumed that, like, well, yeah, you would obviously say no, but she might not. And it's like, well, why might she not? Maybe because she might be a little bit more willing to just be like, ah, fuck it. I'll do it. I it, like like sucking a dick to me is so far out of the realm of things I'm willing to do yeah, for I don't any know cause. If it's like a, oh, I'll do it. It's probably the same way that you're thinking about it. Like, fuck, I need this job. I can't get fired. You know, yada, yada, yada. But we need the job My the same Jimmy's amount. Jimmy's going to kill me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I go through with this. Oh, I'll definitely. I'll, come on, man. I'm not going to sit here and pretend. If I ever caught wind of that story, it's just... Oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. Also. I'd be mad at both of them. <laughs> Obviously, I'd be mad at both of them. Come on, man. Yeah, you're not going to no. give me that yeah. shit. You're not going to give me that shit if you're, you know, let's speak. Let's not... Let's just keep it hypothetical. Our friend's girlfriend, who they're currently dating, comes out with a story and says, yeah... I was going to get fired, but then my boss is like, if you blow me, you won't get fired. And so I did it. That's cheating. Yeah. Why is it cheating? If your girlfriend came to you and said, a man grabbed me off the street, threw me in a bush and raped me, you would not go, that's cheating. You'd go, fuck, let's find this guy. Let's get him caught. But if she came to you with the story of, like I just said, a guy invited me on his boat and I went. He flew me out to L.A. and then took me out on a yacht. And I said, sure, because that's all just normal stuff that people do. And then, you know, whatever, whatever. It's like when you put it that way, I think you realize that you're like, all right, we understand the difference here. We understand the difference. If you can if you can be mad at your girlfriend for blowing her boss while you're dating because you understand uh, that that is cheating because it is because there's an element of consensuality to it then uh because that's really what makes it cheating right it's the fact that there's an element of consensuality Mm -hmm. if it was unconsensual you wouldn't ever think that it was cheating no the only reason you think it's cheating is because you know it's like you don't you could have worked at stony river across the you could have gotten a job there yeah you know it's like come on man implications folks that's the word of the day maybe the the stony river guys only make they, they only make you do over the pants stuff. Well, they were all black. <laughs> they were all black. So actually having your uniform dirty is a plus, but if you get a little fucking whatever on your pants, that's going to show right through. Mm. So they, they have the complete opposite problem, dude. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, speaking of, you know, whatever the fuck we were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, how the fuck did we fall down that rabbit hole? <laughs> um, a couple more local things I wanted to Is talk about. Is that what you and Dan were talking about all night on Sunday? <laughs> no. We talked about corporate sleaze bags, but, you know, obviously things take a lot more leftward of a turn. Yeah, when studio. we take the headphones when off. When you take the headphones off. <laughs> now that I don't even hear what I'm saying, it really allows yeah, me to just, just say whatever the fuck I just want. Just say whatever I'm thinking, you know? Um, oh, I just realized we have to keep on every now and then huh, making check, sure check. that the volume is still coming through. Because uh, okay, sometimes yeah. it'll just freeze and stop recording. Yeah, But it true. hasn't done that, so that's no, good. it hasn't done that. These are real issues we used to have to contend with, and now we're just deciding to contend with them again. Because <laughs> that's how fucking baller... We're at right now. Uh, a couple, you know, interesting local things happened uh, this past week. Preakness. Preakness, yeah. Preakness. Uh, I totally missed it. I was playing at Sagamore Distillery down in... You were right, by the way. I thought you were tripping. No. It totally is called... It used to be called Port Covington. Now it's called Baltimore Peninsula. Yeah. It's super weird, right? Super weird, but more Because so? they spent so much time branding at Port Covington. So was... Okay, so I, I was under the impression... So now I'm even tripping even harder. So I thought that it has always been historically known as Port Covington and then just recently decided to change the name uh, now that they're like developing it. Mm-mm. So what was it before two names ago? Like, it was like part of Brooklyn Park, probably. <laughs> Okay. Like that's understandable. Yeah. So they immediately jumped on any opportunity to change that name. Yeah. They're like, we need to dis- we need to make this place sound fancy. Mm-hmm. Cause we're putting our distillery here. Port Covington. It's a port. We're a port city. Mm-hmm. Covington. Which is sounds regal. Regal. It does sound regal. Sounds regal. Sounds, sounds like, like if like, you had that as a last name, there's no Lord way. Lord Covington. Lord Covington. Duke of the peninsula whatever <laughs> duke of the baltimore peninsula <laughs> um so but, you know they i think uh once it's like i think under armor was supposed to move their headquarters there but then they didn't and then they're probably like fuck it we're gonna change it again maybe they'll move to baltimore P- peninsula <laughs> there's a lot of, yeah. i will move there if we call it baltimore peninsula <laughs> um i mean I made a joke about it on the mic. First of all, that the, the, it's called the um, Whiskey on the Waterfront. They do it uh, every third Saturday of the month. Um, and it's been going on for two years. I think that we were the first band to ever play there two years ago. Nice. And so we, I think we also opened up this year, which is cool. We have that honor, but it's grown so much. Uh, another category, A, can't miss this. Another point in the category of weather being a hoax supposed to rain like all day and then it was like oh it's gonna rain like we're just gonna miss it like we were supposed to play one to five Mm -hmm. and it was saying like it was supposed to start raining like four it was the sunniest most not a cloud in the day in the sky day of the year oh yeah i got sunburned i'm literally i cut my lawn on saturday it was gorgeous Mm -hmm. and I, i you know i had to say it on the microphone you know they don't pay me to voice my takes but yeah, I give that Tom Tasselmeyer. I give those out for free. <laughs> Told him weather's a hoax. So cheers to a sunny day. Got some applause. But then later in the evening, I took a bigger artistic risk. Yeah. And I decided to criticize the name Baltimore Peninsula. Ooh. And I said, I thought this is Port Covington. My friend told me it's not. I didn't believe him. But apparently I was wrong. And it's called uh, Baltimore Peninsula. And... 
I don't remember voting for that. Did any of you guys vote for that? And everybody <laughs> goes, no. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of like Port Covington better. And I got people to like raise their hand, say it was better. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just kind of like, I guess there's a lot of money. There is one of the streets. Like it's it's a weird thing to go down there because it's all it's like a ghost town because it's all new developments. Nobody actually lives there yet. Yeah. So it's like a huge maze to get back to Sagamore, even more so than it was before. Um and and like all these streets, like the traffic lights don't even work yet. They're just like installed traffic lights. Oh my god. And so it's just like it literally looks like 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 a ghost town or something. It looks like basically the closest thing I've ever seen to like when you watch any of those like zombie movies. Mm-hmm. Like uh, fucking Last of Us or Walking Dead or any of those movies where like it's like twenty years post infection and then all the everything's just like out so like all the streets are there but nobody's in the buildings the street lights aren't working it's just like mm. it it was like that and so but the street names are up so you see this, there's one called Atlas Street so I'm like all right clearly Atlas has some some money in the pot here yeah. you know but uh, it was just an interesting experience and like I, I gotta say I like Port Covington as a name better than Baltimore Peninsula. I don't like the concept of um, including the name of the city in a neighborhood in the city. Yeah. It's like just, if anything, just call it the peninsula. That kind of sounds hard a little bit. You know, you're like, yeah, we're going to the peninsula. Call it B-Pen. B-Pen. That would be cool. The B-Pen. You know, the B-Pen. <laughs> going down to the B-Pen. Don't get stung. Don't get stung. Um. Yeah, just anything I would have taken, but, you know. Yeah, Baltimore Peninsula, it's like making it more complicated than mm-hmm. it already was. Because you're like, oh, Port Covington, is that like a port town? Like, no, it actually is new. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first new port in 200 years yeah. in Baltimore. All the piers are completely dilapidated. Dilapidated? Apparently it is dilapidated. Mm. It's spelled dilapidated. Because it's dated. Nobody says that, though. And so I think that we're in the clear saying dilapidated. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, intriguing. I want to talk about a little bit more local, so I gotta go take a piss real quick. Okay, that's, that's cool. all good. Drop some more sponsors if you might. Guys, coming up soon is gonna be a sponsor for Jimmy's Itch Cream, <laughs> and he's gonna actually, for the first time on the cast, show his rash. Um, and I guess it's stinky because he bought a brand new thing of deodorant for his his itch as well. Um, but as you saw in the beginning of the cast, this episode is brought to you by Monster Energy and Gatorade Zero, aka the official drink of the podcast, the official non-alcoholic drink of the podcast, Monster Aid. Uh, if you were at our tr- uh, Triple B, the bar bracket uh, belt ceremony down at Mazasucken Rodos. You might have had an LFTS bomb. Those are very reminiscent of our official drink of the cast, Monster Aid. Monster Aid for when you're tired and dehydrated. Pick up a Monster and a Gatorade and mix those two suckers together. Now, back to the show with Jimmy's Itch Cream. <laughs> now, you got me curious with this Itch Cream, Jimmy. Yes. Well, as as you promised, this is the only time you've dropped a plug and is it for a stinky? plug. <laughs> no, it's not. Why do you have the deodorant then? Because they go hand in hand, and I'll explain why. Okay. A long time ago, I had the realization, uh, 
that has taken me about 30 times to realize, but mm-hmm. I am allergic to antiperspirant. Oh. Not deodorant, antiperspirant. Okay. For anybody, a lot of people don't know the distinction here unless you have an allergy to one or the other, but antiperspirant's like that powdery shit mm-hmm. that keeps you from sweating, which in high school I actively needed because in high school, I would sweat through my, I would get pit stains like crazy. Mm-hmm. That is a weird thing. Yeah. I don't get pit stains anymore. Yeah. That's totally like a puberty thing. Yeah. Strange. I also remember during my pubescent era, I had like very, I had like, like my nipples were hard like, balls in your nipples. Yeah. You remember that too? Oh yeah, for sure. What was I tried that? to write a joke about it. Apparently it doesn't happen to everyone, mm-hmm. but I remember like sitting in the, in a car with like Ian Salyers and someone else for like probably an hour i was like guys stop gaslighting me i know your nipples hurt in high school i know your nipples hurt stop lying to me but then i looked it up later and i was like yeah like half half dudes like uh wow half of dudes get that yeah i don't even know what it is but they just like went away after a while yeah i don't remember when they left or i just got used to it yeah i remember in middle school it like happened and I was like, this is weird, but I am a growing boy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, for the longest time, I was like, I wonder if I should tell my doctor about this. And then, like, randomly, I overheard someone else talking about how their nipples hurt. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, it's everybody. It's not just me. <laughs> and I just wrote it off. And then a couple years down the line, those balls fell out of my nipples, I guess. Yeah. That's how your balls drop, actually. They start yeah, in your they nipples. They start in your nipples and they get all the way down. They drop into your sack and then you're it's a like man. The fucking the New Year's Eve countdown clock. It's got to be some weird like mishmash of hormones where your body's like still trying to decide like should we do yeah. it? Are should we still, do it? Are you a guy? <laughs> should we just grow boobs or what? And like the rest of your body's like, no, dude. Clearly, you can see the direction we're going here. Yeah. I don't know why you keep pushing this whole boobs thing. <laughs> and your your nipples are just like I don't know, dude. I'm just gonna let. I'll just hold on to it a little bit. We'll see what yeah. happens. You know? I'll just put a couple of these balls here that are very tender. <laughs> and we'll put it in the back pocket. Yeah, just in case. There's a chance you might you might be happy I did this. <laughs> you know? So my body held out for I think it, it had to be like the majority of like from like sophomore to at least almost the end of senior year. I remember having that situation. Maybe mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Interestingly enough, I used to wear antiperspirant all the time in middle school, no issues whatsoever. Mm. And then after my pubescent phase kicked in, I remember one time, and at first I thought it was just I was allergic to the gel deodorant, which I don't even know if they make gel deodorant anymore. Do you remember yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they the, make Like that the stuff? head of the deodorant had a bunch of little holes in yeah. it and you'd squeeze gel out. Literally the super gross. dumbest concept for it's like anti antiperspirant. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to make your armpits wet anyway? Even more wet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to add to this? And so uh people can't tell you're sweating if you pre-soak your pits. Yeah. <laughs> Just blame it on the deodorant. Sorry. Um so I ran out of my deodorant that I was wearing mm-hmm. and I came to my trusty dusty protege who is now far better than me in every facet of life jan gravogi mm. and i said jan i need some deodorant bro because we're going back into class you know we had just finished like a weekday before school wrestling practice mm. and so i'm going to school obviously we're not showering the showers in the men's locker room were just like literally haunted or something <laughs> you know from all the likely sexual assaults that occurred in there 
And uh, so they were just used as storage. I always thought it'd be kind of cool to kind of use them. It seems like a classic high school thing to just like shower. Yeah. It seemed like a waste of space too to just have a sh- showers that just nobody used. Mm-hmm. Kind of made me feel like I did miss on that, you know? I feel like everybody yeah. should. You missed on knowing who had the biggest dick in your class. I think those are important things to know. Mm-hmm. Because what happens when you don't have that? You have friends like Michael Beckman who just run around with their pants off. Because mm-hmm. boys have a natural, innate, instinctive need. To like show off their dick and to balls. To show off their dick and balls. And when you take away the ability to shower after every gym class, mm-hmm. then they have to take matters into their own hands. Oh, yeah. And they have to invent games like... They do the elephant. The elephant and the goat <laughs> and Batwing and the brain. These are all things that would only exist in a world that doesn't allow boys to just shower naked in front of each other from the jump, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, which is why I guess when you go to the gym and you see like old people in the locker room, they don't think twice about it. No, oh, yeah, old they grew up on that. Shit. They grew up. They don't care about dick size when you're old. I don't mm-hmm. even think they had little dick jokes back in the day, yeah. because some of the funniest people have little dicks, mm-hmm. and so you kind of needed to give them a, a thing to hide behind so they could make fun of other people's little dicks. Mm-hmm. But if we saw your little dick, then it's like game over. Yeah, and you were the only guy that would have made this joke anyway. Oh yeah, you know. So, um. So no showers. I put on the deodorant. And then the next day, I was getting this like burning sensation. And I looked down, and it was this just like horrible rash. And I kept scratching it, blah, blah, blah. And, and, I, and I didn't think it was because of the deodorant. I was just like, oh, whatever, I'll just keep. So I keep on applying this shit. Oh, no. And it's getting worse and worse and worse to the point where it's like open sores. It looked like I had like a flesh-eating disease Ooh. under both my armpits. And... uh Still, I couldn't quite, even though the rash had the exact form of a deodorant stick swipe, it was literally like, shing, shing. I was just like, I don't know what it is, dude. I thought maybe (laughs) Jan had some weird bacterial Uh, infection. I think it's puberty. I think it's puberty, dude. My nipples are hard. My armpits fell off. (laughs) My armpits are peeling. Oh, you grew hair on your armpits? This is like our version of a period, I think. Yeah. It's that time of the month. I'm bleeding. I got fucking yeah. pads on my armpits. Yeah, the BBs in my nipples are hurting, and my my the 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 lining of my armpits are shedding. Just a horrible one of those moments you have of becoming a man in middle school. <laughs> Become a man. I was just in class. I was wearing a white T-shirt. Never knew it was gonna happen. I looked down, and both my armpits are just bleeding. And of course, I thought it was a pit stain. So I'm walking around. The teacher calls me out to the board. Little did I know. Tell my mom, oh, wow. Um, so I finally, towards the end of that, realized that it was that. But, mm-hmm. of course, I thought it was the gel. So I continue just using my regular roll-on. That's what the normal deodorant is. Yeah. If you don't use roll-on, you're a dick a little bit. Just use that, you know? Um, unless you're not allergic, in which case you're not a dick. I'm a dick because I continue to use other things that made me break out. Um, and just every two years of my life, I just forget that. Mm-hmm. And every two years, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm out of deodorant. So this past week, I went into Dom's room and used his antiperspirant. Mm. And here we are. Damn. And uh, I'm going to do something graphic here. I'm going to do something that I don't think I've ever done on the podcast. Uh, I don't maybe is this the first time I've taken off my shirt on the podcast? I guess so. At least this is the first time I do it. I'm doing it. Oh my god. Oh! 
Well, let me get the camera on here. It's not that gross. Let me get the camera on here. Check, check, check. Now, it was really bad this morning and like a couple days ago. Yeah, I mean, like I see the red. Yeah. It's not supposed to be red. And it like spreads all around and everything like that. It's just getting really bad. And so, uh, yeah, put that back on. It's very miserable. It's very miserable. (laughs) Dude, I can imagine. You move your arms all, all fucking day. It's not cool. And, uh, you basically got diaper rashes under your fucking armpits. I do. That's crazy. I do. And I refused to get any ointment because I was like, I never used ointment before. I just dealt with it. But it was getting so bad this morning that I was like, did I get ointment? I got to get my ointment. I got to get my cream. So I go puffed. Aveeno hydrocortisone. Yeah. Anti-itch cream effectively relieves itch and soothes irritated skin. Sounds yeah. like exactly It'll what I It'll take, take the redness away, for sure. Yeah, the redness went away because I'm not constantly scratching it and stuff. And mm-hmm. there's one of those old rash myths where they say, when it gets redder, that means it's about to go away. Also, they say, when it gets super, super itchy, it's about to go away, too. Mm. I think these are all old wives' tales. So I just think try so, to too. To people. trick you. But this shit really works. I've applied so much of my ointment today, and it's really good. Yeah, that thing is almost squeezed dry. Yeah, and I just got it a couple hours ago, dude. That's I have crazy. been just applying, applying. Have you just been like putting it on top of the deodorant, and <laughs> spreading <laughs> Still it. Still using this shit. <laughs> so I brought this as the culprit. So this podcast is not brought to you by Old Spice Pure Sport Antiperspirant and Deodorant. In fact, wow. this podcast almost was not because I was so miserable this morning. I almost was like, dude, I can't do anything today. I can't even focus on how painful my armpits are, and. uh and I've been doing some research, and by research, I mean I turned the bottle around, mm-hmm. and I don't know exactly what it is, but I had a, a regular canister of deodorant, mm-hmm. and I had this antiperspirant, I was trying to compare the ingredients, and what I've whittled it down to is aluminum zirconium tetrachlorohydrex. Yeah, I mean, that's like the shit that get, makes you have cancer, I think. Is it? Yeah. Fuck that shit. Like dude. the aluminum and deodorant, that's what people are linking to like dementia and shit, I think. Wow. Dude. Yeah. That might be why I keep forgetting that I'm allergic to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good on your body for being like, nah, that shit's yeah. bad for you. My armpits never forget, dude. Mm-hmm. And maybe my body is woke. Maybe my body's like, dude, do you not watch the news? My armpits watch the news. Dude, my body's woke. I haven't. I don't put deodorant on. Wow. <laughs> Aluminum zirconium tetrachlorohydrex. Fuck you, dude. Old Spice. And this is the thing is, I like Old Spice. I wear Old, Old Spice. Old Spice is nice, yeah. If my grandfather hadn't worn it, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't worn this, I would be much happier right now. Yeah, you much probably would have still had band practice after this. <laughs> totally would have had band practice, dude. How am I supposed to thrash on guitar? So Damn. I'm putting that over so there. You want this? No, I'm good. You sure? I didn't use it. This I don't want to test it out. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I thought you said you took that out of Dom's room. Well, this is another bottle because my mom got me a whole bunch of deodorant and stuff because I think uh, she thinks gotcha. that I'm not a human being. Yeah. 
and lo and I mean, behold, that is I ran like, out, so that I is it, so. that is mom shit though. Yeah, especially when you actually have to use it. You're like, yeah, my fucking mom thinks I don't, and me mom's scrounging through the closet. Get me a toothbrush for Christmas. Wow, it's actually I need a toothbrush. Actually, thanks. I don't, I don't think I'm worthy of a toothbrush, so I didn't buy myself one yet. So thank you, mom. Yeah, it's hard to know when you're. I think, I think when somebody else sees, I think that's why. You need to kind of leave. I think that's why people leave their toothbrush out in the open in the bathroom. Mm. So that when other people come over and use your bathroom, they tell you you need one. Yeah. I think that's the whole <laughs> system. Because no human being on their own on their own uh, volition will ever just accept that the toothbrush needs to be replaced. Yeah. You need to leave it out and then have somebody else come and like take a piss. Like, yeah, I just took a piss. By the way, dude, what's up with your toothbrush? You're like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you i will get a new one yeah good call good i keep call. forgetting good thing i keep leaving these out <laughs> um so that's important uh but yeah Hell yeah that's that um as far as local stuff you know like i said preakness we talked about baltimore peninsula still on the fence about that name um this issue has had me unnecessarily heated all week Damn. All week. And it could be the irritation from the antiperspirant mm-hmm. kind of adding to it. But the Baltimore Orioles just released. Oh, the the but they're only playing in it once, right? I think they play in it like I think it's like technically supposed to be like our new alternate for the year. I think we wear it on like three separate games. I didn't know that, and I wish I did know that before I decided to get really angry. Yeah, I thought it was like a whole new week. redesign. And I was like, damn, this sucks. But then I realized it was like a money grab. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care anymore. Yeah, it just... It just doesn't look good. It doesn't at all. And of course, you know, I can always count on Joey to have the exact opposite opinion of me. But he made a whole TikTok <laughs> about how he thinks it's kind of dope. And... Uh, I like the idea. Like, I like how they're like, let's make a camo pattern out of all the different neighborhoods in Baltimore. But like... The average Joe who's looking at that shit is not going to understand that's what it is. Yeah, absolutely not. And also, it looks like they tried to make like a pride uniform, but then like fucked it up. <laughs> that is, it's like, let me see if I can pull it the most. And there's like nothing wrong with it because they did a pride uniform. Like most teams do proud pride uniforms now. It's not like it, I'm not trying to do, make it a dig or anything, but it it legit looks like this was like their second draft of a pride uniform and they forgot to make whatever this was meant to be. Yeah. Let me see if I can pull this up here. Here we go. I'm going to take a piss real quick. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we pulled up that you can see what that looks like. You can also see what my safari looks like there. So basically, um, this is, uh, uh, all black for anybody listening. It's an all black jersey with uh, hold on one second. It's an all black jersey with uh, just in plain white font. First of all, they have uh, it's all black jersey, all black pants, and they have a white belt with black shoes. Now, a major fashion faux pas, and I'm no fashionista, even though we spent the first. 30 minutes of this podcast talking about fashion. Uh, and if if there's any dead giveaway of how much I don't know about fashion, uh, it's that segment. Um, 
white belt. The belt is supposed to match the shoes. Look, if you're if you're a grown adult, especially grown man, because there's way more rules for fashion for women. So many rules you couldn't even imagine. There's so many different things you can wear as a woman. You see a girl buy a top and it's just like, like they don't even call them shirts. They call them tops because you could literally buy a scarf and then like there's some like weird way you're supposed to tie it around your shoulders and stuff and it's a shirt. It's like there's so many things like all men really have to know is don't ever button the top button of a uh, sports jacket. Um, always, you know, never match plaid and stripes or stripes and polka dots. Like never mix patterns. A new one I learned is um, you're not really supposed to mix silver and gold. You're not really supposed to mix metals. Um, so you, if you're going to wear gold stuff, you wear all gold. But one of the easiest fashion tips for men match the belt to the shoes. If you're wearing a brown belt, you wear brown shoes. If you're wearing a black belt, you wear black shoes. If you're wearing a white belt, you should be wearing black shoes and vice versa. We are wearing a white belt and you can't see it from this picture, but trust me, they're wearing black shoes. Mm. I think it's... uh, Now, obviously, uniforms are much different than just regular fashion in terms of their rules and stuff like that. Uh, You know, because obviously there's a lot of things with sports uniforms that wouldn't fly in just everyday stuff, you know. But what really bugs me is that of all... the? It's not so much that this uniform is just something that's going to get worn once or twice. Mm -hmm. It's the concept that these uniforms were invented, or the whole purpose of this, what they call City Connect program, is uh, it's run by Nike because I forget who is the actual person who makes all the jerseys for MLB, but it's not Nike. So Nike Was has like Mitchell and Ness or I don't know. It's, I know they do basketball jerseys. I think it's one of like the big ones, like something with an R Reebok or maybe something like that. I don't know. Oh. Um, but it's not Nike. I'm pretty sure. So not every team has a city connect and it's something that they've been doing over the course of the past three years where they um, put, you know, pick a team and then they Nike, I guess, collaborates. I'm assuming, I guess it would make the most sense if they're going to call something a City Connect jersey that it involves Nike collaborating with people that are actually from that city to make a uniform that, you know, connects with the people of that city. And so my whole kind of angle of looking at it and why I was so angry is that to me, when you have a city like Baltimore... In a state like Maryland, with a baseball club like the Orioles, which all encompass, I mean, forget about the Orioles being one of the longest establishment, uh, longest established teams in the major leagues. Not the longest, but one of them. We're, we've been around. We've been around. We have a lot of history. We've had a lot of great players. Um, aside from the fact that Baltimore being such a historic city with so much lore surrounding it. You know, you got Edgar Allan Poe, you got the Ravens, we got Birdland, we got Charm City, we got Beemore, and like a lot of these City Connect jerseys will have like the city nickname on it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and aside from Maryland having the dopest flag in the Union, and we rock with it hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Under Armour based in Maryland, so they made like the Terps football jerseys and they were just awesome and like 
everybody around the whole NCAA was just like, dude, what the fuck is this Maryland's uniform? They are hard as shit. Like, because I think the thing, and so there was a lot of people going like, yo, we should have had Charm City on it. And like, what annoyed me was they come out with this basic uniform, just plain black uniform with just the word Baltimore in basic stock white print font. Mm -hmm. And then they have a hat that's just like a cursive B, which A, annoys me because it's like, dude, Boston already has the B. Yeah. You see people walk around with a red socks hat. It's just the B. Now and also like we've never done that before. We've never done that and I think that they're trying to like it's like a but it's like it's nothing special about the B. It's just like no. a cursive B. Yeah. You know, it's literally just the B that like every baseball uniform basically most of them have the same font that like baseball font with like the sophomore font. Yeah. Just the fucking like underline with the thing and it's like that's the B from that font. So you basically just took the B from that font for better or worse uh worse. And just put it on the cap. Mm -hmm. And then instead of incorporating anything that had to do with like the, the state of Maryland or whatever, they designed the inside of the jersey. Yeah. With like. You're never going to see that. A colorful, you know, it was in the print of like the neighborhoods of Baltimore, which I guess, okay, that's something. But like, what. Like what bugs me is like it's so apparent. What bugs me is you'd you'd probably be the only one to recognize that because I remember you used to draw like the county lines for Maryland from yeah. memory and shit. Sure. So but autistic like, people love this, but which is even why you don't like it. I know that's what. <laughs> if I don't like it, that's then. what I'm saying. <laughs> You're the target demographic, and you hate it. <laughs> and they, they so basically what annoys you is like I saw the leaks beforehand and I was perturbed to say the least but then when they actually release it they do this whole thing where they go like they have like a slide and they have like pictures of the different players wearing it and like then they have like these like explanations like why they made certain decisions mm -hmm. so like the first thing that's annoying is like we decided to go with just baltimore in plain font because baltimore doesn't need to hide behind a nickname we are baltimore and we're proud of it and yeah. so it's like okay but we already have a jersey that says Baltimore on it. It's yeah. called Art Jersey. Yeah, the whole the whole uh, press release for the uniform drop. It's like I don't I don't know if you've ever seen like creative briefs before from like like uh, big companies will hire like uh, at, like agencies like creative agencies, ad agencies, whoever marketing agencies. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, "Hey, we want to do a rebrand. Like, we want a new like font, we want a new color palette, we want this, we want that." And like for the most part, those creative briefs and like brand uh guideline documents that agencies make, they're usually like pretty good. But every once in a while you'll see one and it's like, "Oh my god, they phoned this in." And they're letting like a marketing intern make all this shit up while they pocket two hundred grand. Yes, and 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 that's very well. And that's put what this looked like because it's exactly the vibe you got. There were people in the comments saying like, "Yo, this is like how I would write a book report about a book I didn't read." Yeah, like it's just like this is like they. It looked like they used like AI to write that brief. <laughs> they probably did, and like so, like oh, we don't hide behind a nickname, and then they have like you know, and the reason why they have the cuffs on the outside are black and white or gray scale and then the inside is colorful. It's like because that represents what people think about Baltimore but on the inside we know and it's like yeah but dude this was an opportunity to show people yeah. just how dope Baltimore and people of Maryland and that whole culture and like who we are this is an opportunity to be like yo you probably have these like 
ideas about Baltimore and about people from around here. Um, but what if we took all the different cool historical aspects of being from Baltimore, being from Maryland, and put them on a jersey? We have some of the coolest imagery. We have some of the coolest colors and designs that are already associated with Baltimore and Maryland. And and instead of going like, yo, this is our opportunity, like I feel like some people from, from Maryland in general are saying, be like, yo, this is the opportunity we can take because other cities have done their city connections. Like, great, yeah, we get it. You're from San Diego, cool. But Maryland, if there's any fucking place that's going to just put on with a sick fucking crazy like balls to the wall, like like inspiring type of like didn't even know you could do that type shit, mm -hmm. it would be us. And instead they went, yeah, people think we're boring. So we just said, fuck it. We are. What the fuck? Yeah. It's, it's more than disappointing. It's, it's insulting. It's insulting to insinuate or to suggest that a city connect program that is made to capture the essence of a city and the essence you captured was this you shouldn't be allowed to do that yeah. just like i said you shouldn't be allowed to foster an allegiance and loyalty from a certain metropolitan area by saying we're the oakland athletics we're the this we're the that we're the baltimore colts and then at the drop of a hat just be like psych we're moving because you've made money and gotten tax benefits and built stadiums and done all this shit and completely altered the face of the city for your private business only to go, oh, we're done with it now. We're moving somewhere else. Oh, you were a Colts fan. You were a lifelong Colts fan. You have memories of going to the, the uh, games with your grandfather. Fuck that. Who cares? We're going to India. Yeah, you actually did that in Indianapolis. Not yeah, Baltimore. that actually happened in Indy. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't realize that, but that was actually... You're, you're so young, you don't remember, but you crossed state lines to do that. <laughs> Multiple states. <laughs> so you shouldn't, you shouldn't be allowed to do something that stupid and pitch it as something like that. And then, they, like I said, they have the cursive B up top. And it's just... I think what annoyed me more is like, I think when they do these City Connect things, they... You know, I think when they came to ball, I think I, I smell Micah. I smell Micah. I think there were some art students who decided, hey, you know what we should do? Instead of taking something that is relevant to a sport and the fun aspects of the city and all the cool aspects of being a Marylander that represent the spirit of baseball, a positive, fun thing that's supposed to make everyone happy and create great memories. Instead of creating something that appeals to that and captures that side of our city and our state, let's make some type of, I'm sorry to say it, I smell a little bit of like that, like there's a little bit of like, social commentary going on there i it's don't hard. even i wouldn't even say that it's uh if someone at micah did it it would have looked a lot better this is like a i think it's like how you go look at like modern art and it's like they're like uh it's like that art exhibit where they like tape the duct tape the banana to the wall yeah. and it's like do you get it it's basically like it's basically like uh a take on how ridiculous this all is that like I could literally take a banana and duct tape it to a wall. And that's like the point it's like, you have to get it. And I feel like this uniform, they were going at it from this standpoint. was like, you kind of have to get it. You have to understand, like you have to really understand Baltimore to get it. It's like, dude, we get it. We're from here. Yeah. We want other people because the only thing that other people that aren't from Baltimore ever hear about Baltimore is this shit. 
Yeah. Well, and I mean, so this opportunity to be like, hey, we're not just the crime ridden city. We're actually pretty dope. And we actually, we're not just a boring city. We actually have a lot of culture and stuff here. So this is an opportunity to be like, oh, you thought Baltimore sucked. It's a shithole. And all you hear about when you turn on the news is crime and blah, 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 blah. This is an opportunity to be like, actually, people in Maryland are really stoked to be from here. And it's, you know, what's that statement when you, oh, we're the first team to ever design the inside of a uniform? That's a statement. That's They're so saying, dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> oh, you know, Baltimore has been the the site of many new innovations and inventions and stuff like that. So that's why we took this opportunity to become it's the first even, team. Like, what would have been cool is if it was like reversible. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. And so it's like you get this sense of like somebody trying to do something that was like a social commentary, trying to make it like this big metaphor, trying to make it this deep concept that captures the inner strife and blah, 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 blah. And I'm sorry, you fucking missed because that's not that's not what this is about. And not everything has to be about that. Sometimes it's just supposed to be fun and it's an opportunity or cool to, or cool fun or cool. Look, if you did or it look a, good or look good, <laughs> that's really the main thing. That's all it has to be, you know, and it's just they took like they they did nothing with the bird. So it's like, OK, so that's like a fun aspect. Like, look at our logo. Look at even the Orioles logo. It's 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 emits it this kind of like we're just chilling. It's a bird. Like the raven is like, I'm gonna fucking eat jazz. And the Royal's like, what's up, dude? Yeah. I'm smiling. The Oriole's like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, he's chilling. He's having fun. He's having a good time, baby. He's at Camden Yards. He's having fun. Buy him some peanuts and cracker jacks. So you get rid of that. And you go, nah, dude. Plain white script. Time. Give me, give me, like I said to Joey, dude, give me fucking 10 minutes in Microsoft Word and I'll get you that fucking design. It's fucking <laughs> bullshit, dude. It's fucking bullshit, and like I said, it's more than disappointing. It's insulting. It's insulting that just like, you know, the, uh, the reason I even brought up the Baltimore Peninsula thing is like, I don't really have a problem with Baltimore Peninsula. I just think mm -hmm. we could have done better with it. But that's like a thing where it's like, you know what? They're the ones with the money. They're the ones that are investing and building it. And so you get to kind of name it what you want to name it, I guess. I guess. I had this realization. What are going to call it? BP? You can't just call it Baltimore Peninsula. Yeah, I'm going down to the I'm going down to the Baltimore Peninsula for the night. Oh, what neighborhood do you live in? I live in Baltimore Peninsula. It's got to be like BP, the Pen. I live in the Pen. Actually, kind of sounds cool. That's kind of sounds cool. Yeah, I kind of had a little uh, tinge of self awareness too when I was getting so angry about this. Because it made me realize, it made me understand a lot more why people kind of took out a lot of the hate they did on us with the bar brackets. Mm. Because in a way, we kind of just assumed the role of just claiming, deciding what bars get to be in the bracket. And then that's really all we did. I mean, the rest of it was up to the voters. But like, yeah. I could see why people will like, if they see a bar win that they don't think should win, they're like, well, who the fuck are you? To be crowning, and it's like, well, I mean, at least look. I mean, let me, we didn't really. We voted once. Yeah. Know who else voted? Over like five thousand other people. Ten thousand. Twenty thousand people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, it would be a different thing if the Orioles did a sixty-four uniform bracket. Yeah. And said, here's sixty-four <laughs> fucking designs. Vote for them. Then you really couldn't say shit. But when you just go, we picked one. Here it is. Oh, it sucks. Whatever. It's like. It's just like these things like, look, like I said, my chill era is dead. I, I envy that Joey is so chill that 
he kind of doesn't like it. But he he's he's a fan, you know, and I love that about him, dude. He he fucks with Baltimore, he rides with Baltimore, and so he's going to support them regardless because mm. he's chill. I'm just not chill, dude. I'm done. I, I can't do it anymore, dude. If I see something that like I take personal offense to, <laughs> I got to let it out, man. My man went to a dry cleaner once <laughs> and lost his chill. <laughs> I got to let it out. I got to let that hate out, man. So that's a big thumbs down to Baltimore City Connect. Like I said, send them back to Nike and let Under Armour take a crack at it. You want a real uh, uniform that's going to connect with the city? How about letting a company that is from here do it? Mm. And then they'll know what symbolism Baltimoreans want to see. They'll know that we want to see Charm City on a jersey, dude. We see Baltimore on jerseys all the time. They know, and here's the other kind of conversation I got in with my brother because he was like, "Yeah, dude, but I could also understand like people probably get tired of the Maryland flag thing because I feel like that's like the go-to thing. Like anybody from around here that does anything, like we all like people like. But I was saying like, dude, yeah, for us, mm-hmm. for us, we get we think that sometimes it gets a little overdone. Obviously, if you grow up in Maryland, you see the Maryland flag so much that it's not like a novelty anymore. It's like we get it. Our flag is dope." We put it on everything, whatever. But you also have to understand that to the other 49 states of America, they don't know that. Like people might randomly, like if you grew up in Minnesota, unless you like actively study state flags like my autistic ass did, you wouldn't know what Maryland, do I know what Minnesota state flag is? Hell no. No. I mean, I do. That's because I'm (laughs) autistic. (laughs) But does the average person, oh, hey dude, what's uh? What's Wyoming's? Fl- I don't know. Probably just a brown square. I don't know what the fuck is Wyoming's state flag. So, yeah, we know that the Maryland flag is on everything. But, you know, the Ravens don't have that all over their fucking uniform. The Orioles don't have that all over the uniform. The Terps kind of do, but that's because of the University of Maryland. So this is an opportunity to take a professional sports team and go, yo, I don't know if you guys knew this. You might have known it if you're from Maryland, but you're probably not statistically. Uh, so this is how fucking dope we are, you know? And they just overlooked that and just went, you know what? Let's do the opposite. Let's prove to the rest of the league just how not dope we are. And to that, I say, fuck you, Nike. Fuck you. What gives you the right to create something that basically just solidifies every stereotype and and uh, impression that the rest of the country has about Baltimore and Maryland. That's bullshit. So I will not be buying one. Not that that matters to anyone, but I am going to buy a regular jersey because those are kind of hard. And I don't have any Orioles memorabilia. Yeah. I feel like you got to get the throwbacks. Um, One last thing on Maryland, uh, just talking about kind of the i realize I, i've been meaning to talk about this for a couple weeks but um we've just been so bombarded with other pressing issues of the day mm-hmm. that uh i never got around to it but i went to annapolis a few weekends ago and i think when you grow up in the baltimore area um like baltimore culture is part of maryland culture but there is a difference because mm-hmm. because we grew up in this metro, when I went down to Annapolis, it was kind of like I was being exposed to something that I'm familiar with because I live in Maryland. Yeah. But so much of my 
experience of Maryland culture has been tinged and colored by the Baltimore experience and Baltimore culture as well. So when you go to a place that's not Baltimore, like Annapolis, which is still technically considered the Baltimore Metro, but they're, they're their own thing, really. I mean, it's the capital of Maryland, um, which is another weird thing about capitals. It's like some states, the capital makes perfect sense. You're like, oh, yeah, the capital of uh, Massachusetts is Boston, I'm pretty sure. That makes sense. But then you go to, like, uh, you know, the capital of New York. It's not New York? Oh, it's uh, Albany? Yeah. The capital of California, Sacramento? Mm-hmm. The capital of Florida, Tallahassee? These are weird things, you know? Some capitals make sense, some don't. Annapolis, very historic town. When you go there, you get it. You realize that, like, actually, yes, Baltimore is the biggest city in Maryland, but Annapolis is the most Maryland city, dude. Mm -hmm. And when you go there, you realize Maryland culture and that line between, like, you're like, oh, this is just pure 100, 200 proof Maryland right now. You know, Mm -hmm. like, you see, like, all, like, like... Well, because it's, like, a blend of Baltimore and the Eastern Shore. But then also, like... It's a blend between Roland Park, Baltimore, and the Eastern Shore. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just interesting. You know, you go there, you see, like, the fucking Navy guys just walking around in full uniform. Mm-hmm. You see, like, all the clipper ships and stuff, and it's very boat-oriented. That's, like, and, where like, every lax player is born, like, a Cabbage Patch kid. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Also, it, I, would, I would include Ocean City in that little hodgepodge of things. Mm-hmm. Because Ocean City... But here's the thing. Even with Ocean City... Ocean City is kind of very also Baltimore in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Like, so much of Ocean City culture, like, I consider Ocean City and Baltimore like sister cities. Obviously, Ocean City is Maryland's beach, so there's yeah. going to be, you know, it's going to be, <laughs> we've gotten in the same this. state. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah. sister cities are usually, like, in different states. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But Ocean City is just like, it's like, I consider Ocean City like Baltimore just, like, reached way over. Mm-hmm. And like got like a finger on the ocean. It was like, this is us too. Yeah. And like that's Ocean City. So it's like, but there's still like different things because obviously people from other parts of Maryland go there as well. Mm-hmm. And obviously from parts of Virginia and Delaware, especially where it's like, you know, it's intermingled with all that as well. But Annapolis is just like, and it, it's this weird kind of like thing where it's like, it, like, I don't know how to describe it other than it's just like familiar. And it's like, I realize that this is an aspect of Maryland. And if you ever watch um, Wedding Crashers, that movie took place in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And like, just like them, like being on like the bay with like a big property playing football and like wearing like the fucking salmon color shorts with the belt and the fucking polo tucked in and the fucking the hair with like the like no sideburns, the flow. And you're like, oh, that's Maryland, bro. Mm-hmm. I must have missed that a little bit, you know? Well, yeah. All that near us growing up was they were all in private schools. Mm-hmm. 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 So that's just a, it's just a cool thing, which again, it's why, because. The reason why, going back to the City Connect thing real quick, the reason why I took personal offense to it is because I really do. No one asked me. No one asked me. (laughs) But that's the thing. It's like, you know, I'm not saying specifically me, but why not ask the people? Yeah, why not ask anyone? Like, why? Because there's no way people made that and were like, they're going to love this. Did they sample did they sample it? Did they like go to like a sample population? Yeah. Did they have multiple blue. different designs and like run them by a sample group of people and be like, "Hey, what's what do they call it? Crowdsourcing or whatever, whatever they do, not yeah, crowdsourcing." Focus testing. Focus, or focus group. Grouping, yeah, did they yeah. focus group it where they like get like a bunch of different people from a lot of different parts of 
Baltimore and stuff like that and Maryland and like just like whatever. No, they didn't. There's no way because there's no way you can see the amount of comments in that section. Just the the pure like uh, 80, 20 ratio of just people not being happy about it. There's no way they did that. So it's like, yeah, they didn't ask me. I'm not saying they should have asked specifically me, but mm. they should have asked us people that actually have a connection and an investment and have been watching the Orioles our entire lives and have been Baltimore fans and living. It's like, you know, I don't think that's a crazy ask, you know, because then I think that if you got the people to vote for it, then you'd wind up with a uniform that's much more representative of what we want because it would be actually something we picked. We already don't really get to pick our regular uniforms. We just kind of like find out what they are, at least with the Baltimore Ravens in 96. They did a the Baltimore Sun did a um, po- uh, contest where you submitted a logo for the Ravens, which, first of all, we lucked out so hard in 1996 when we got the Ravens because the other potential names were like so stupid. It was like one of them was like the Baltimore Bombers. One of them was like the Baltimore. It's just like very stupid generic names. And so many of the teams that have just been created now uh, have these very generic names because they've just run out of ideas. Like whenever they're forced to come up with a new name for a team, they just settle on something so stupid. Like, you know, Obviously, the classicest example is, you know, the Washington Redskins. And then literally for two whole seasons, they were just the Washington football team, which I cannot be convinced was not a giant fuck you from the organization being like, oh, we can't be the Redskins. Well, how about we're just the football team, literally the Washington football team for two straight seasons, and then we'll come up with a name, you know? And honestly, if that was their aim to be like, dude, fuck you, whatever, I kind of fuck with that a little bit because mm-hmm. it is kind of stupid and annoying. Um, the Cleveland Indians, which I will say I get a lot more. Like I understand that one a lot more uh, because their logo was just preposterous looking back yeah, on it. Just a cartoonish Indian man. Yeah. And or Native American, I guess. Native American. Yeah, they're not even they're not even Indian. Because if they just did a rebrand and made it like a fucking chic, <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> just a cartoonish fucking guy with the fucking big charming a cobra with a fucking gem in the middle and a feather sticking out of it that would have been hilarious they just honestly that would have been fucking hilarious that would have been amazing um you know and i'm not gonna get into the that cleveland Pujabis. <laughs> i'm not gonna get into the whole fucking thing about there is a double standard just quick side away like you know the fucking Notre Dame fighting Irish, a leprechaun. There's plenty of mascots that are like, you know, the Trojans where it's like a guy walking around in a fucking toba, toga. There's plenty of team mascots that are uh, cartoonish representations of, let's be honest, white cultures that no one really ever has any problem with. And it only seems to be like when it's a representation of any culture that's not white, it's b- immediately becomes offensive as opposed to being like, all right, I get we could tone it down a little bit. The Redskins, I don't get. The Indians, I do get only because it would be annoying if like it was like the Cleveland Greeks and it was just a bunch of Italian guys. It's like, they're yeah. not even Greek. We're not. <laughs> why do you keep calling us Italian? We're not. Like, it's like, I get that. But, you know, the Redskins is a different thing because that was honestly like, their logo was looked hard as fuck. It yeah. was like this very distinguished dude that was like, I yeah, am awesome. He looked like he would fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, how many cartoonish, rep- like I said, how many cartoonish representations are of like a fucking uh, Greek guy or a fucking old soldier or a fucking pioneer looking mm. all kinds of silly and stuff like that? Nobody cares. It's only that. And it's all, it all happened. And, and, and if you really think about it, it all happened in like 
the span 2020 was well i know it's cliche to say but 2020 was fucking nuts looking back on it and seeing how much shit happened just in the span of that six month period with covid and the george floyd shit like we think about like okay aunt jemima was changed Uncle Ben was changed. The Washington uh, Redskins lost their name. The Cleveland Indians lost their name. So many other things that I'm blanking on right now, but so many fucking things happened just in the span of that six months. It was a wild time. It all hit at once. And then it's kind of hard not to be like on the outside looking in and being like, all right, wait a second. We've been totally cool with this. For Wait a second, is COVID racist? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we nobody said anything about this, and now all of a sudden, I mean, people said anything, whatever. Not going to get into it. I promised I wouldn't, and I won't. But uh, I don't even remember what the original point of my thing is. But know, um, it's all that aluminum, dude. The aluminum's getting to me. Unfortunately, um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. The the new uniform sucks. That's about it. Um, what was I going to say? A couple final things here. Something really important. So important, I just had to say. Totally forgot about it. Um, so I guess we'll just go to uh, this old topic. Uh, dude, hide your kids. Hide your wife. Because scammers are scamming. Dude, they're getting so good now. Yeah. It's like what happened. Well, Miss Moon came in here and she got scammed. Like somebody called her up and was like, Hey, something's wrong with your bank account. We need to like fix it or something. I don't know what their justification, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, you know, we need your login info, we need your, you know, for your Bank of America account and stuff. Damn. And then like, you know, so she gives it to them. And then they keep asking more questions, like, you know, we need to know like what your like security question it's like stuff like that yeah where it's like even she after giving out and she gave out her social security everything oh my god and even she after like uh a certain amount of time realized that it was fucked up and hung up the phone and then mm-hmm. immediately like called up bank of america changed her login info came in here got us to like work on some stuff for her and stuff joe was here at the time mm-hmm. we were working on music stuff like midday a couple weeks ago um i got a call and the thing is, is like when it happens to like a boomer, it's like they they didn't quite grow up in it like we did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as much of a thing back then, or at least it was much more obvious. Like their whole thing was like the Nigerian prince it was pretty obvious. Like you get an email from some random email like, I need one thousand dollars. And if you wire me one thousand dollars, I will get back to you ten thousand. Just give me it's like that's much more obvious. If you fall for that, you're kind of a bozo. But yeah, I can see why they fall for these things mm-hmm. because they're a little bit more they're hard to pick out, you know. I got a call from Venmo saying uh this is like two <laughs> that's weeks ago. your first mistake yeah. i don't think venmo is calling anybody <laughs> exactly yeah i didn't i didn't think about that either but at the time i'm sitting on the toilet i get a call from venmo and at first it just said it's like a um it's like a random number mm-hmm. and uh so i ignore it as any regular human being does when you get a call from a random number you ignore it yeah then two seconds later i get a call from it again mm-hmm and I'm like, dude, shut the fuck. I'm trying to watch a YouTube video. So I reject it this time. Mm-hmm. Then I get a third call. And I'm like, all right. This has got to be serious. It's got to be something, right? Because 
and I think this is this is what's crazy is they they understand human psychology. You get one call from a number, fuck off. You get two calls from a number, seriously, fuck off. You get three calls from a number, could this be one of my friends trying to call me from a payphone? They're in big trouble. I don't know. Whatever you pick up. Yeah. So I pick up, and it's an automated message, and they go, "This is a call from Venmo. Uh, we are currently trying to register." an account for your phone with your phone number to Darren Price. If this is not you, press 1. Otherwise, hang up. And I'm like, all right. Uh I'm not Darren Price. Mm-hmm. And so but I didn't press 1 cuz yeah. I was like this still seems Yeah, cuz you don't want to press 1 and then have them bill you for some shit or whatever. Exactly. So I let it go. one means yes. One means Look, yes. They said one. So. Yeah. No means yes and one means yes, according to scammers. Um, and so, but once I hung up, I immediately went into like research mode. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, what is this? So I look on Venmo, blah, blah, blah. I'm looking around. Sure, Googling this Darren Price. Well, yeah, I did. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm trying to think like, who is it, blah, blah, blah. I went to go see if my number was registered to my account which looking back it's like obviously because i'm pretty sure you have to have a phone number yeah, registered you to your to. account you didn't at first i don't mm-hmm. think but now you do and i think they made everybody do it but when i tried but i tried to like re-register it to my number just in case but then it wouldn't do it and i guess looking back that was because it already was yeah but it was like error registering this number i was like oh no my number isn't registered <laughs> so i go to the customer support on Vemo and i type out like a thing and i'm like hey this happened whatever they say man by the name darren price whatever and in between them getting back to me to let me know it was a scam, I kind of had, like I was going through and now I'm just immediately, I'm trying to be a scammer in my own mind. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think, okay, if this is a scam, and this is really helpful if you're ever trying to be a conspiracy theorist. Because the way you have to, the real way that you can kind of distinguish between if a conspiracy theory is bullshit and if it's not is first, how would they do it? Mm. And well, first is what is the motive? And when you get down to what is the motive that gets, let's take a quick side away to conspiracies. What is the motive gets rid of a lot of the more ridiculous conspiracy theorists gets rid of flat earth. That's the first one that comes to mind. Okay. It could be a conspiracy. I've never been in outer space. I've never looked back at the earth and gone, Yep, that's definitely not flat. I'm just basing all my assumptions off of every picture I've seen of the earth and globes and maps and like, but in reality, none of us actually know. None of us really understand the mathematics and physics of gravity and everything. We understand what we've been taught, yeah. but none of us really, if we spent our entire lives being told that the earth was flat and not round, how many people would honestly be like, no, nah, dude, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, of if course. there was Globers, we'd be yeah. like, these guys are crazy. Yeah, it's like, you know, and it is crazy to think, like, what did they think before that? Like, I guess they literally thought, like, you would just get, they had, like, the sayings, like, to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. It's like, what did they think was at the end? Yeah. Like, literally just drops off into nothing? Like, a big water? Like, what did you think happened? I don't know. It's like, you just walk, and it's like, in a video game, you just get to the edge you, of, like, the level, and you're just like, can't yeah, go that like way anymore. invisible wall. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what they did think, but, you know, it is a massive jump uh, uh, in science and mathematics to have calculated our understanding now and now be able to like send stuff out and whatever. So it's like, what is the motive? But the big thing is, what is the motive? Who benefits from telling us that the earth is not flat? 
Like what? Who's is Big Globe making the money? Mm. Big Globe is just like, dude. If people find out that the Earth is actually flat, then Map is going to eat our lunch. We're never going to have a chance to stay in this business. We need to convince people that the Earth is actually round, so a globe is real, and maps are just kind of a distorted thing. And the only way to really understand—that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Who is benefiting from this? Nobody. So, if it gets to the point where you have to like go to ridiculous lengths, lengths to explain why, you know, people will be like, "Well, they just want to like confuse you." It's like that's not enough. I need like money. I need money and power. I need like I need something that really goes like like even with the moon thing. I get that. I get why they would do it. We're in a fucking. I'm not saying I I like we talked about this on podcasts before. I said I was about eighty mm-hmm. twenty that we did go to the moon. Eighty twenty. There's room for doubt there. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I would not be in awe if one day it came out and said we didn't make it. Because I get why we would do that. Yeah. We're in the middle of the Cold War. We're in this weird race with Russia and communism to prove that you know, we're better, that our system is better, blah, blah, blah. We're in a literal space race. Yeah. And then one day we're like, hey, guess what? We're on the moon. We made it. So you guys are wrong. We win. <laughs> and it's like, I get why we would lie about that. I'm not yeah. saying we did, but I get it. Um, But other conspiracy theories, it's like, well, if you think about it, who makes money off of this? Okay, so I have a conspiracy, and my little mini conspiracy is that Venmo is scamming me. An obvious conspiracy, but why? How are they doing it? What's the play here? They call me up, and they go, hey, we're registering an account with your number to Darren Price. Now, first of all, that immediately sketches me out because I don't think that they would just list a name like mm-hmm. that. I think they'd be like, your account is being registered to something, whatever. I don't think they'd just blow up whoever spot it was. Yeah. Just first and last name, you know? Yeah, first of all, they wouldn't do that. Second of all, it wouldn't be a phone call. Mm-hmm. You would try to go into Venmo and you'd get a uh, notification pop up. Be like, are you still using this phone number? Can you verify this phone number? True true i didn't even think about that but that is true see i i wasn't as sure that they just wouldn't call i was kind of like ah maybe in certain situations they have my number i mean they they could call they would have to have someone they'd have to be paying someone to do phone support or i mean like look and no company does that anymore yeah absolutely it could be it wasn't like a person called me though it was automated so i could see them just having an automated thing Mm -hmm. i could see it them just having an automated thing it's like well this is part of verification is this you yeah yeah i could see that that makes sense um but uh, then they go, if it's not you, press one, otherwise hang up. It's like, that's not normally how that stuff works, because normally it's like, if this is you, press one, otherwise... If it's, if it's not hang up. Yeah, yeah, because they're trying to verify that it's you. So they're just going to take a hang up as like, all right, we'll take that as a yes. That's weird. But also you pressing one is like, oop, we hooked a fish, mm-hmm. send them over to a sales rep, aka tech Boom. support. Boom. So they hook you, mm-hmm. and now you're on the hook. And then what happens is I guarantee this is what happens. You pick up the phone and they go, okay, so you're saying that you're not Darren Price? Which this scheme only works for uh, guys not named Darren Price. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because if you are Darren Price. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah, no, that's like, right. Hey, that's, that's okay, right. hang up. Perfect. Have a good day. You know they're just looking at a lost leader like, we, nobody, we just called up a bunch of Darren Prices today. Mm. God damn it. You got to the D section of the (laughs) fucking yellow pages. Um, So you get on the line and the guy goes, all right, so you're saying this is your number? Well, we need to verify that. So I tell you what. What we're going to do is 
um, we're going to send you a verification code to your number. And if you could tell me what the verification, if this is your phone number, if this is actually you, then tell me what the verification code is. Mm -hmm. And so on the other end of the line, they already have, here's what, here's what you realize is the only, they, when you hear about these data hacks and shit like that, when people are able to hack into like Home Depot's database or Mm -hmm. Kmart or whatever, they now have, if they are able to hack PayPal, which I believe they did, because two days before that, I got an email from PayPal saying, we just, uh, there's a $900 purchase for an iPhone, but you could tell it just kind of looked, first of all, the email was like yeah, a off. jumble of letters. Yeah. And then the the image was like kind of like like low res. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is clearly like clip arted, whatever. Well, I mean, and then you look at what email it came from and it's like, yeah. you know, customer support at paypal.co.geocities. Or like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's yeah. something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, that's not an official PayPal email. Mm-hmm. So I picked up on that. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure PayPal owns Venmo too. Yeah, they do. Pretty sure. So they hacked PayPal's database. Now they have because I do feel like I heard that a while ago. Now they have a database of every person who has a PayPal account, mm-hmm. their email address, their phone number, and their login information. Mm. If they but but if you have two factor authentication, authentication. I never know if to add in that authentication. Third then maybe i don't know if they have the, the other i mean shit, you, have to, you have to set it up but yeah like yeah that's that's why i don't really worry about uh because like dude once a week i'll get emails being like there is an attempted login on here and there and like half of them are real and mm-hmm. half of them aren't half mm-hmm. of those like there's an attempted login click here to change your password that's a phishing email yes absolutely. they send you that link to then put in a password that you think is your current password so you can log in to change your password and now they got your password. Boom, boom. So that's that's like level two, you know? But level three phishing is how they get the two-factor things. So this guy's mm-hmm. sitting on the other thing. He's attempting to log into my Venmo. Yep. He has my username. He has my password maybe, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're going to send a verification code to your phone. Can you read that out to me? Boom. I read it out to him. He types it in on his end. Now he's in my Venmo account. Yep. Done deal. And so I was like, oh, shit, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I got an email from Venmo saying, like, first off, everybody's, you, Venmo, everybody's acting like it's an insane <laughs> idea to get a call from Venmo. Like, I first think off, I've just like, I've been on the internet too long to yeah. like, I, I, you know. I think it's out of the statute of limitations, but I used to be a phone scammer when I was a a wee lad. Really? Oh, yeah. For money? Not for money, just for uh, free games. (laughs) (laughs) Me and and some of my my gamer friends would go on Skype, and we would like... Because before on Skype, you used to be able to just put in the country code before a phone number... And you'd be able to make a you know phone call through Skype for free. So we would literally just be like, all right, here's a Walmart in the middle of fucking nowhere, like Louisiana or mm-hmm. whatever. Call them up and be like, hey, this is, uh, you know, we would go on the game's website, look who worked on the game. Be like, hey, this is Chris Novak, and, uh, you know, I'm the lead programmer over here at Valve, and... Uh, you know, we just sent a shipment of uh, Counter-Strike games to your 
uh, Walmart. Can you go to the the PC section to make sure those came in? Okay, perfect. So they're there. How many how many copies are there? All right, five. Okay, I'm gonna need you to open up five of those games and read me the CD keys in the game, because I think something happened up on our our end where they're not actually going to be valid if someone buys them. So I just need to make sure that those keys are listed in our system. And then you just trick a minimum wage employee to go give you free video games. Oh, dude. I used to, yeah. But that was when I was, you know, in like middle school or early high school. That's awesome, though. And you don't have like empathy. Wow. And you're only really getting yourself a free game. You're just getting yourself a free game. Now, when the person buys that game, does it not work for them? It doesn't work for them, but then they can be like, hey, like this is fucked up. Can I get a new one? Wow. You know what I mean? You're not really hurting anybody. It's a victimless crime. It's a victimless crime. It's like stealing. What is the old adage? It's like stealing a bike, but then the bike's still there. Or like, you know, for instance, our fractional reserve, it's like giving someone a $900 loan, but you still have the $900. You just created it out of thin air. Not going to yeah. get into that. But um, wow, I didn't know that. That's pretty. So I guess if you are a ex-scammer. Well, you can't scam a scammer. You can't scam a scammer. <laughs> Never trust a bartender that don't drink, dude. That's pretty interesting. Exactly. Um, Liv got a call from Bank of America kind of with the same thing, like, hey, we need blah, blah, blah. But she, so she was like immediately, and hey, look, this is going to sound um, how it sounds, but everybody gets it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and it's not my fault. It's not my fault that... If I get a call and it's like a Pakistani guy, I'm way more suspicious that it's a scam. Why? Because a lot of that fucking shit, a lot of those people, a lot of I, I've, I, scamming is some reason Pakistan's number one export. They fucking they're like well, have entire like, businesses over there set up doing shit. Oh, well, in India too. Yeah, and they like have like fake companies with like back rooms full of people just scamming all day long. Yeah. So am I racist for noticing a pattern that, oh, wow, there's a lot of scamming going on over there in the East East, not the Middle East, Mm -hmm. the East East. In Asia. Not the Cleveland Indian kind. And um, so I'm going to be a little bit more on my toes. Let me tell you something. If I wasn't, uh, I mean, I guess you could call that a little bit uh, prejudice, but you know, that's how the world works. Uh, and if I, wa- if I didn't have that, then I'd be giving out my passwords to every fucking person left and right. Cause I don't want to be a racist. So look, when you get a call from a person who speaks perfect English and they say their name is Mike and it sounds like a Mike, you kind of let your guard down a little bit mm. if I'm being honest. Um, so she gets a call and I was like, the first question I asked her was like, did it sound like an Indian guy? Cause when I asked, um, Miss Moon, I was like, uh, you know, what the guy sound like on the phone? She was like, I was like Indian. And she was like Indian. I was like, Miss Moon, you got scammed. Just automatic right off the fucking bat. Mm. Sorry. Sorry. Um, and it, hey, guess what? It was true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, no. So, I mean, shoot me. Definitely got scammed. But this time, so, and 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 she went into the, uh, so Liv thought something was up. She talked to the guy on the phone. Mm-hmm. She didn't give out any information. She went straight to her local branch of Bank of America. And the first thing she said, and, and she was like, and look, I don't mean anything, but like, 
he didn't sound he he didn't sound like Indian or anything. And the bank teller was laughing. She's like, I know they're getting really good. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting really good. Oh my god, that's the reason. Um, so, but she said that when she went on to the website to see it, they the number she got called from was Bank of America's. Number. Oh yeah, you can you can fake. Uh, like I've literally gotten a call from my own number come into my phone. Mm-hmm. Like it's fucking weird. You can like spoof caller ID. I can't. I I guess. I guess I'm just not as fucking in deep with the web as you are. Mm-hmm. These things amaze me. I yeah. didn't know you could pretend. I didn't know you could have your number show up on somebody else's phone as a number. Yeah, I mean it, it's definitely illegal. Uh, like, well, of course, and yeah. it was it was in a gray area. A couple, like, dude, a couple of years ago, if you had like a jailbroken Android phone, you could spoof that your phone was nine one one calling someone. You know what I mean? Like, shit was. It was. It's the internet is still the wild wild west. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> A lot of shit can happen. If there's any consolation, look how perfect that fucking pour was, though. Ooh, that was perfect. Um, perfect. But yeah, dude, basically the conclusion I come to, this might help a lot of people listening that aren't fucking dude, ex uh, Just assume everything is a scam assume, until they prove that it's not. Assume everything is a scam and do everything in person. If, mm-hmm. if, uh, if you get a call from Bank of America... You probably have Bank of America because there's a Bank of America close to you. Mm-hmm. She got the call saying, "Oh, this transaction went through from a girl from someone named Susie in Oregon." And again, here's another good thing to know about. This is a good way to pick out when somebody's lying. This is a good thing, a mm-hmm. good rule of thumb. When people are lying, they tend to over-explain. Yeah. Because they in, add too many like facts. Yes, they add extra details that wouldn't normally be there because in their mind they're trying to put on this air it's like look how much i know about this situation i couldn't possibly mm-hmm. lie in reality if you're telling a story you would just be like yeah i went to there but if you're lying you'd be like yeah i went to there and i think i don't know it was like it was like it was like kind of cold that it was like raining that day and it's like it's like that those details have nothing to, you're just trying to paint more of a picture like i was definitely there yeah you know so for, and then the second thing was a uh, uh kind of like the what i make fun of my heady for when he he bought me a ticket to la uh with his points and put it in as jimmy Seleski, and so i had to I like I had to like get stopped up on the plane and be like you're not fucking Jimmy Seleski mm-hmm. and like had to get like a whole new ticket made and I was saying I was like I was like dude I get that like I know you know that my name is Demetrius but it probably just slipped your mind but also who's the fuck name is just Jimmy <laughs> like even if you thought my name was Jimmy wouldn't you at least be like let me put James like yeah. something you know nobody's just named Jimmy really yeah, I mean yeah. there are but not that common so like when somebody calls I'll be like yeah a person named Susie who's just named Susie Susie yeah it's first of all it doesn't sound like uh, the corporate fraud person we're looking for here but also. Not Suzanne, not Susan, not mm-hmm. Susanna, not Suzanne, Susie. Yeah. Legal name Susie in and Oregon. Also, how would their name come on the transaction if they're using your account? It would normally be like, hey, there is a, is this an unauthorized, like, I'm going to run through your last five purchases. I think they Let said me know that she if would, this is real or not. I think they said that she Did you like, pay 535 at a gas station? yesterday yes yeah it's not like 
Susie actually logged into your bank and took $40. I think they were saying that she that Susie tried to authorize a transfer to her account from theirs. Mm. And so they just needed to verify whatever. So they had like the account that was trying to get it. I don't even know how that works. If it works, if that's a thing even. Yeah. Um but so but that was kind of the main takeaway. It's like just do anything in person because they're getting so fucking good. And they're, and they're like, well, you have, we, if it, it, we need to verify in the next 30 minutes or it's going to go through. It's like, first of all, all you should need to do when you talk to your bank is like, no, that's not me. Yeah. And then at the very least, they'll suspend it until they can, like, they can't be like, dude, I'm working with a taking time bomb here, bro. I yeah. got 30 minutes. I got you just in time. Like the guy sitting in there with like the red and green wire. Like if we fuck this up, it's going through. There's nothing we can do. It's just it it's wild that way, dude. Yeah. It is wild. They're getting too good. Um but yeah, just do everything in person, which just last quick sideway, shout out to Lucas Mosca for being right about his theory of what's gonna cause I, I think this is gonna be the thing or a thing. Um he's been ranting and raving for like years now that the corporate real estate bubble is gonna go bust after COVID. Oh yeah. And just today, before I left, I saw a documentary come out from one of my favorite YouTube creators. Shouts out Jake Tran. He's awesome. Um, and he did a video on like the corporate real estate bubble and how basically like after COVID, people, so many people just, I COVID kind of proved that like for a lot of companies, the in office thing wasn't really necessary. Now, also for a lot of companies, it is necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think with what you do, I think with what a lot of people do, you kind of need to be hands on, but for there's a lot of jobs that are so bullshit that like paying for a fucking office space is just completely unnecessary. And it just was the standard. And they looked at allowing people to work from home as like a luxury. They're like, I'm not going to fucking pay you this salary. If you're just going to fucking sit on your ass at your house all day, like you at least have to fucking show up to work to justify your pay. But then they realize, Oh wait, actually saving money. Yeah. We're saving money by not paying for this office space. And even if we get slightly less productivity, it still negates the amount we're saving uh, in not paying for office space. So apparently there's like in t- like in Manhattan and stuff like that, there's like these buildings with like 50% capacity, shit like that. Like just yeah. these corporate buildings with nobody. But also the the problem with, you know, what in New York, you'd think, I mean, it's happening both with uh, corporate uh, real estate, but also like personal private real estate too. And what's what's happening is you'd think the rates would go down with people not leasing out these buildings or renting properties or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what's happening is uh, people are just not renting out part of their properties so that they can charge more for the stuff they are. <laughs> what do you mean? Run like uh, like let's say you're trying to get a new apartment. And you go to a building and they're like, hey, yeah, we got like two units open Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, 1600 bucks a month or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you start renting from that building and you realize that there's an entire floor with no one living on it. Hmm. Now, the way I would look at that is in terms of the corporate thing, I would think that what's probably happening is these people who own these buildings, first of all. Uh, nobody's just buying a skyscraper in Manhattan cash. Mm-hmm. The owners of this building uh, are paying a mortgage just like you're paying a mortgage. Yeah. And 
their mortgage and their interest rate based on, I mean, these we're talking billions, like hundreds of millions of dollars to have a fucking skyscraper in Manhattan, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're basing it like, yeah, well, you know, we're in the middle of fucking Manhattan, tons of companies here, tons of people need office space. And so we're able to charge this much per rent per unit. And that gets us to be able to pay for our mortgage every month, you know? And so when less people are actively looking for office space because there's less of a demand for it because so many companies have moved to the work from home model. Now you have these people with these gigantic buildings um, where only half as many people, let's say, for the sake of example, actively need space. But those people that own those buildings still need to cover their mortgage payment every month. And so where you would normally think like, okay, um, supply and demand, if there's less demand for a thing, then the price goes down. If less people want something, then you have to lower the price to get people enticed to buy it. But if you also, on the other end of that equation, are met with the fact that you need to make at least a certain amount to make your mortgage payment every month, um, then you kind of need to be like, okay, so only half as many people need space in this building, but I still have the same mortgage payment I had before this shit. Mm. Well, the only way I can make ends meet is if I charge twice as much for everybody in here, which then has the adverse effect of being even more people don't want to go there because now even if you did want office space, it's twice as expensive because you're not just paying for yourself, but all the people who don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. And so it's just this kind of like cascading effect of like less people want something the price of maintaining that building and paying for that building back to the bank has not changed at all. And so all that's changed is the amount of people that are paying into it, which means that everybody who's paying into it needs to pay more. But And so you have to tell them they need to pay more. And then the more you tell them they have to pay, the less people want to pay into it. And so it just keeps getting more and more expensive for the people trying to still pay into it uh, until at a certain point it becomes completely unaffordable for everyone. And then these corporate real estate uh, mortgages completely default. And then you see... Maybe probably they say a repeat of what happened in 08 and then some. So shouts out to Lucas for saying that because that is a thing that I miss as much as I ranted and raved about all the adverse effects of uh, uh, the way that we handled COVID, um, mm-hmm. you know, with, uh, you know, my favorite term, transitory inflation. Like we were just going to pump $6 trillion into the economy and it was just going to be inflated for a bit. But, you know, no, where is that money going? Are we taking it back? No, it's just... Now it's just infl- like, I don't know. And now everybody's going back and be like, oh, we were wrong about the transit. Like, no, duh. When has money ever not when like literally it's like if you think about it. You always hear about like whenever you talk to people older, you talk to your grandparents and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, back when I and, and when I was your age, I could buy a cheeseburger for a nickel. And now it's like whatever it is now. And it's like you never hear the reverse of that. Yeah. Never like, oh yeah, the back- dollar menu turned into like the one, two, three dollar menu and nothing is a dollar anymore. Yeah, nothing's a dollar. <laughs> and it's not it's not like that shit. It's not like you talk to our grandkids it's like, well, you know, back in my day it cost, you know, four thousand dollars to buy this, but now you only have to pay a thousand. It's like, no, it just keeps it, inflation happens. They yeah. they literally said it, they try to shoot for two percent inflation every year, which means even if everything's going right, you are still make like the value of your dollar is going down by two percent every year. And that's the best case scenario. So Mm -hmm. that's why I always, another quick thing is just, you know, like if you're not making 2% in a perfectly good economy, if you're not making 2% more than you were last year, 
you're losing money. Yeah. And that's in a good economy. When you talk about the fact that uh, inflation went up 9% since last year, uh, if you were making 100000 last year, unless you're making 109 this year, you've lost $9,000, you know? But all that aside, shouts out to Lucas Mosca for calling that because that's a very uh, interesting uh, kind of observation on the effects. And like I said, we're still... Uh, we're still not all the way there with what's going to happen. I do think I do see something shitty economically happening pretty soon. Mm. But uh, you know, yeah, we'll see. Another great thing is, hey, if you don't have anything to lose, whatever. And the other here's another good thing on your situation. Um, they say that in times of inflation, it's actually a good time to go in debt because if you lock in a debt for a certain mm. amount of money, and then 10 years down the road that amount of money is bullshit well you still owe them that amount of money yeah, so exactly. now it's like you've locked in a price now yeah and now let's say the dollar goes down another we, fucking we also like locked in a good interest rate like we didn't lock in the best interest rate for our mortgage because those were giving out you know those were like early pandemic mm -hmm. when it was like fucking three percent interest rates on fucking mortgages our we get you know ours a little bit more but it's like quadrupled since we bought our house, the interest rates on mortgages. It's yeah. fucking crazy. And you locked it in. And now... Locked it in. Now we just got to wait for it to crash again. Crash and again. Re refinance when it's that sweet, sweet... You know, it's never going back to 3%, but... Yeah, who knows? You know what I mean. But good going on that. I'll see you in my house in fucking post-apocalypse. <laughs> post-apocalypse. Um, but yeah, dude, that's that's. I think we covered just about everything this week. Mm -hmm. Can't think of anything else we need to say. Oh, one last thing: Baltimore Sun is doing their um, Baltimore's best podcast this mm. year again, and uh, wouldn't you know it, we're not in the running. So whatever, maybe t maybe maybe next year, you know. Yeah. Um, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Avino Hydrocortisone or whatever. Hell for yeah. keeping me sane through this podcast for the most part. Thank you, Monster Aid, for keeping me awake these last few hours. Yep. Uh, and uh, any plugs? You know anything? Nah. My brain is mush. All right. Well, uh, guys, Memorial Day weekend's coming up. You already know what that means. It means Memorial Day weekend's coming up. And that means that uh, I'll be playing places um, every Tuesday at Perennial. That's every Tuesday. This Tuesday already passed, but every Tuesday. There's always another Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, I love you, Tuesday. Um, that's every Tuesday at Perennial in Towson, 5 to 8.30. Uh, solo Dolo. This week, I will be at Walker's in Glenwood. I guess it's called Glenwood, Howard County. I don't even know. I think the area is called Glenwood. It's off of 70. Um, uh, so if you're in that area, that's Walker's Thursday, May 25th, 6 to 9. Uh, solo as well uh, I will be up in Bel Air at the Moose Lodge on Friday from 7 to 11 but if you're not a member and if you're not friends of a member then that means nothing to you so sorry to be so exclusive but that's just the way it is um, Saturday I will be Saturday May 27th I will be at Heavy Seas the brewery if you guys drink Heavy Seas you know what I'm talking about the brewery is in like Halithorpe Arbutus area oh, Halithorpe yeah Halithorpe or I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, to be honest. That's why I just lean Arbutus. Apparently, Hale Thorpe is just like considered kind of part of Arbutus, so I just go with that. Um, but yeah, Heavy Seas in Arbutus, Saturday, May 27th, 
6 to 9, another solo dolo. And, uh, you know, your boy's probably going to be fucking kicking it on Sunday, Memorial Day Sunday, chilling, maybe a cookout. Everybody's off on Monday, maybe another cookout. Who knows? And then we're back at it next week. So at Jimmy Seleski, at uh, Eric Glazer. Um, follow the band at Sophomore MD. Backtrack still getting a lot of plays. Uh, we just got accepted to another big, big playlist. So I'm looking forward to A, finding out if I paid them $90 for no reason and they're actually going to place it because it's been a couple days. But my brother said that's what happened when he got placed. So that's cool. Um, but assuming that it does get placed, hopefully, and I didn't waste $95, then uh, you know we'll be seeing a lot more plays from that. Um, at Sophomore MD for all your sophomore needs. And of course... Baltimore Sun, I hope you're listening. At LFTS Podcast across the board. If you don't know about it, you better ask somebody. Until next week, folks. Peace. Peace.